Albuquerque's macro-aggression, Eddie Aragon, The Rock of Talk. I'm Eddie Aragon, The Rock of Talk on AM 1600 KIVA, directly on the Roku TV and Amazon Fire TV. You can also find us uh, directly on SoundCloud, our podcast, Spotify, Stitcher. Don't forget to download our app at abq.fm and rockoftalk.com. And if you go to rockoftalk.tv, everything that I just said, you can find everything there from any mobile device as well. And also directly install that app uh, right there on your device. Edad Musk uh, here, uh, lead policy analyst and doing all the good stuff uh, here for the radio station. Edad Musk, how are you? Well, I'm a little down on this uh, somber day. We, we've had a, uh, according to uh, official sources, a New Mexico State police officer has been killed in addition to a Las Cruces police officer being wounded down in the uh, southern part of the state. So. Yeah. so the details there, there is video, and the video is disturbing from a couple of different angles. First off, the man who was filming it is cheering it along. He's cheering the the suspect in the chase. He's like, F, yeah, yeah, way to go, yeah. And then all of a sudden, within a period of about uh, two to three seconds, it turns from him cheering on the guy who's running away from the police uh, to the police officer uh doing one of those uh, procedures where they hit the back of the truck and make them sort of turn up, turn about. And he is able to successfully do that maneuver uh, to stop the uh, vehicle from fleeing. Now, it is a white uh, truck that is fleeing, and uh, he's able to basically turn the tail, and it stops. Now, what happens immediately and in the same movement, which is what caught the police officer who was shot and killed off guard, is the fact that the suspect exited his vehicle as the vehicle was still moving and turning. And this should tell you how dangerous it is, how incredibly dangerous it is for a police officer uh, to be chasing in these pursuits and suspects uh, who are like this because obviously they had a reason to pursue him. Now, there's no information on the suspect uh, right now, but here's what you're, what you're looking at. As he's pushing and pushing that truck, it's still moving and gliding to the side. The suspect exits the truck, and as he gets out with his loaded weapon, immediately goes out within a period of two seconds around his vehicle and immediately fires on the police officer and draws down on his windshield. What you see within a second later, and this is about a 30-second video, roughly 30, 40-second video, and it's kind of shaky. The police officer rolls out of the vehicle himself and is getting shot while he's nearly behind his vehicle looking for some sort of coverage. At the same time that he tucks behind his vehicle, the very brazen suspect showing no signs whatsoever of stopping... Uh, it de- decides to reload or uh, re- stand up again and then shoots down directly at the officer who is behind the vehicle. You immediately cut about 10 seconds later to probably about uh, three or four officers who immediately surround, shoot, and kill the suspect and at the very same time secure the rest of the site. That's how quickly all of this happened. Our prayers and our thoughts go out to the family 
of the slain police officer as well as a speedy recovery. We hope for the other officer that was wounded. We don't know what set this off. We know that I-10 continues to be closed at this time. I imagine that it will be closed uh, for some time and probably whittled uh, open to one lane as uh, they're going to try and use the, that's the longest interstate in the entire country is the I-10. And it is uh, important for the uh, southern passage of a lot of goods. But this has uh, made national impact immediately. Over 100,000 views on that video. Uh, Dowd, can you say the name of the Instagram? We're not going to post it, of course. Um, I, I, I would just Bam Tam, is that what it was? Well, you can watch it. I'm, I'm looking at it right now. It's on KFOX 14. Uh, yeah, but that's the edited version. Oh, okay, you want yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. yeah, the unedited version where you get... Because they actually just let the audio play. Mm -hmm. It's one of those ones where they freeze it at the first time. It's called a pit maneuver. Thank right. you, uh, Nine Years Sober. So uh, on the pit maneuver that he, he runs on him, um, you see that, you see the shots at the officer running around, and I, I got to tell you, in that type of situation, you would have thought that that suspect isn't going to get out. And this is exactly why police have to behave the way that they do. And expect the police, in sort of a kicking of the beehive mentality, as you normally do, uh, prepare to see the police in an augmented, adapted behavioral tone, probably at least for the next 60 days to at least half a year. And let me say this, okay? Let me say this. When a police officer is shot, it changes the demeanor of the entire department, including BCSO, APD, the state police. We can go back to Officer Webster. We can look at how much more difficult the the, uh, the, the come downs, if you will, um, the, the crackdowns on crime and criminal behavior. All this stuff is the one blessing that comes out of it is you do get reduced crime when something like this happens. Now, Michelle Lujan Grisham has already released a statement, Dowd, uh, and uh, put that out there. It seems, uh, you know, I hate to say this, but it's just, just standard, you know, language that, yeah. that you're not getting any connection, the momentum. But, uh, you know, the criminal element has certainly become more brazen under her leadership. I believe the... Uh, fear for the police. You know, somebody asked me today as I was addressing, uh, let me just say, a very good group of kids. My God, uh, I was absolutely blessed today. I just want to say that. I want uh, this full story because it yeah. sounds like it's really something. I am I am humbled beyond belief today for what I experienced. I, that's all I can tell you. I am, I'm walking on cloud nine today <laughs> like no other. Um, nothing makes you feel... Better than knowing the next generations are going to be better than you. <laughs> that they are going to make the world a better place. And, and I'll get to that a little bit later. I am just so so proud of these kids, their families, their parents, everything. But um, under Michelle Lujan Grisham's tutelage, under her direction here in the state, the criminal element has become more brazen. Under Tim Keller, under Michelle Lujan Grisham, uh, the rising homicide rate, the rising crime rate... Uh, the rising assault rate, uh, all of that has all happened, even and in spite of the fact that we have been shut down. So we'll continue to follow the story. Dowd will be on it uh, throughout the uh, rest of the show. Uh, Mike Claussen was going to check in. We'll have him check in with some of the details as he stays on top of that. He's the one who originally first alerted me to it, and I was able to quickly glean all the information freely uh, here uh, to you, so that way you, you had it. Um, but a bad way to start off um, this Thursday afternoon, uh, and we will continue to keep uh, them in our prayers 
And as always, uh, as you see right behind me, and I've been hanging that for several days, it is a very thin blue line. We spoke uh, earlier in the week with Detective Sean Willoughby, uh, head of the Albany Police Officers Association, uh, when one of their own uh, brothers and their black angels, as they refer to them, regardless of what they have to do in terms of their job on behalf of Michelle Lujan Grisham, boy, it is felt and reverberates uh, throughout the rest of the community. I can only imagine how many of the uh, police, uh, various law enforcement agencies will be representing their departments at the funeral of this officer. They might even come from other states if Michelle Lujan Grisham allows it. I still remember <laughs> when uh, Officer Webster passed and uh, the long line of vehicles all the way along the freeway, literally the whole entire town stopped. Uh, after Officer Daniel Webster, who's a veteran of the Armed Forces and a, a veteran here in our community, uh, was shot just outside of the uh, Walgreens near the Starbucks on Eubank uh, and Central. So I remember that, and I remember crying for him, his family, and our community on that day. So uh, take a quick moment of silence uh, here and remember uh, our police officers, uh, but specifically the officer uh, who lost his life in the line of duty tonight, and we'll return right after a break. The market is flooded with health supplements that claim benefits in memory, but virtually none offer credible evidence with their products working until now. Memory Revitalizer 800-606-0192. This potent natural formula was invented by a neuroscientist and physician. Memory Revitalizer slows aging, improves memory, increases energy, gives robust stamina. It has been used in an Alzheimer's clinic for 18 years. It is safe. It does not interact with other prescription drugs. Two large blinded studies confirm the benefits in memory capacity. Customers say it's wonderful. It works. It's essential. Buy it from Best Buy Pharmacy, Manal Pharmacy, and other independent pharmacies. Or purchase it from Moses Country Store and other independent health stores. Or go to MemoryRevitalizer.com. MemoryRevitalizer.com or 800-606-0192. MemoryRevitalizer.com or 800-606-0192. Dad, I think we're in deep doo-doo. Is that why everyone keeps buying all the toilet paper? Actually, New Mexico culture is rich. Plus, Monroe's has red chili, green chili, and the best customers in the world to go with it. Boy, Dad, you must really love our customers. I sure do, just like I love you, Stella. Hey, what about me? Of course you too, Ava. Ready for some adventure? Then explore our new array of Lear's superior camper shells and tonneau covers at Smith's Ultimate Linings. Fiberglass base rails, trimless edges, DuPont automotive finish. Enjoy safety and superior advantages Lear offers. We'll even take $100 off with a purchase of a shell and liner. Visit our website at smithsultimate.com or call us at 505-332-1403 to begin your journey today with Smith's Ultimate Linings. Great news! Ann Matthews Bridal just received the long-awaited Disney Fairy Tale Weddings Collection. Ann Matthews Bridal has been chosen to handle the premiere of this collection right here in Albuquerque. If you're needing a bridal gown, we look forward to showing this collection along with other top designer collections we carry. Call 890 890- 
3736 for your own personal shopping experience. And Matthew's Bridal, 890-3736. Located across the street from Coronado Center at 6121 Manal Boulevard. You've come to know Dr. Gardner. He is a major supporter of veterans in need of dental care. Veterans wonder if they can choose their dentist. Dr. Gardner says yes to veterans. Under the Choice Program, a veteran can choose any licensed dental provider in their community that accepts the VA's reimbursement. Dr. Gardner is the trusted veterans dentist in Albuquerque. Call Dr. Gardner at 828-2669. Vets need a dentist that can meet their needs. Call Dr. Gardner at 828-2669. Looking for a full-service landscaping company that can design, build, and maintain your landscape? True West Landscape is the company for you. Whether you are a property manager or homeowner looking for that quality weekly service, True West is here to help. Contact the True West team of professionals today so we can show you our quality service options at 505-395-7770, 505-395-7770, or visit online at truewestgroup.com. Attention, attention. 82 Guns and Glock salute the veterans of New Mexico by offering reduced blue label pricing on all Glock blue label handguns from Memorial Day to Veterans Day. 82 Guns is the largest stocking blue label dealer in the state and is the only woman veteran owned firearm store in Albuquerque. For details, come into the store in the Riverside Plaza just north of Montano and Coors at 82guns.com or call 899-1144. That's 899-1144. All right, time to put things together, starting with the weather. Looking pretty nice out there right now. A lot cooler than yesterday, and it's going to stay this way probably through the weekend. 52 degrees now at Haynes Park in Rio Rancho. At uh, Altura Park, it's 53 and 55 at the Rock of Talk. Still dealing with that uh, set of stalls there, a pair of them actually. It's right at the interchange, I-40 eastbound, heading towards the mountains, right uh, past the uh, the big eye. But now we have a new one. Once you cross Carlisle, looks like we have another stall, and uh, Big Yellow's on the scene with that one as well. Don't forget the construction on Montano at Renaissance. That's for about a month, and so right now I can tell you it's already really snagging traffic. You may want to try Edith and then go either north to uh, Osuna or south to Griegos to to make your east-west transfer. All right. Well, this traffic report is brought to you by El Saco Tote. They are on Central right across from the historic Highland Theater. Not quite yet open inside, but boy, that enjoy takeout. What a great meal. In fact, it has to be Taco Tote tonight, right? Go to family.enjoy, I'm sorry, family.enjoy takeout, and you're going to find this great special. Family of five gets a pound and a half of meat, the corn tortillas or flour, whichever you want. The beans, rice, salsa, chips, all of it. And you can see all of it, like I said, by going to family.enjoytakeout.com. All right, we're up to date now. Let's dive back into the Rock of Talk. Albuquerque's macro-aggression. Eddie Aragon, the Rock of Talk. 421 here in the Kiva on AM 600 KIVA, directly on your radio. Hey, how about your app, which you guys are loving, at uh, abq.fmrockoftalk.com. And now for Roku and Amazon Fire TV. A little uh, good news here. We got the Duke. The Duke can do it. Anybody can do it. He says, Eddie, I finally have the Fire TV app installed. And it is cool as, you know what, thanks. Uh, that's from the Duke. Appreciate that uh, very much. Uh, Mike's checked in. Uh, he's got some more information on that. Uh, thanks for the information on the uh, pit maneuver. That, of course, uh, was uh, really, really important. And a little bit later on the program, I want you to listen very importantly. Second hour, as uh, Virgin Galactic has decided to go ahead and, yes, try it once again. 
Uh, they're going to attempt to go out into, and they're putting two people on. Two That's people better than three. On board, <laughs> and uh, the I'm going to have a, a big bombshell for you in the second hour, as they hope the fourth time's a charm. But in 12 years, you should have seen me speak to these youngsters uh, earlier this afternoon. I was uh, telling them, "Is like, do you know how long? How old were you when they first started?" Good point. One of the guys actually said, "Well, I'm only I was three years old when they first." Attempted uh, uh, going or first said that they were supposed to be done. 2008. Yep. An aborted suborbital flight in December and one two years ago that nearly destroyed the ship and killed a three member crew. This is already on the front page of the Albuquerque Journal and the forthcoming book. Uh, and we told you it's not going to get there. Virgin Galactic will try to put its four passenger rocket plane into space for a third time later this month. From the spaceport, America, New Mexico. Now, the way that that's phrased, it, it, it makes it seem like they've done it all three times this month. That is not the right. case. Yeah. I think the last three launches that they had was, uh, what, last November, the previous June, and... Yeah, they have one in 2018 and one in 2019. This is a, uh, again, he registered the trademark in 1996. They have been into what they consider suborbital space twice. Twice. And suborbital is subspace, which yeah. is... Less than 65 miles, which is what it takes to break that envelope. The uh, flight yeah, window yeah. will open, Dowd, on 13th. February 13th with additional day for the rest of the month. Yep. It will carry two pilots and a load of microgravity experiments. Would you want to be on that flight? There's no way. And no amount of money you could give me to be on that flight. Yeah, there's and there's no way you could trust it, especially with the front page. And we're going to be testing fate. I shouldn't say we. Virgin Galactic is going to be testing fate. The flight will be a repeat of the one that aborted in December. <coughs> Excuse me. Wow. I don't know. Maybe something will hit me right there. The flight will be a repeat of the one that aborted in December when Spaceship 2's computer shut down the ship's engine prematurely. <laughs> Hal will not be on board to save you this time. The flight test will modifications will be designed to prevent another abort. It will also test improvements to flight controls and horizontal stabilizer, which is the very thing that failed the last time. A failure involving the ladder nearly destroyed the ship. I mean, they're putting this out there. Can you imagine being one of those two pilots going on this? And what's worse here on the old uh, pump and dump from Shamath Palapatia, who actually had several of the uh, the students, uh, I, was, I was saying, can you guys say Shamath Palapatia? Yeah, wow. I'm like, well, who's that? And... Now that's what they want to study because, you know, they think about space. Uh, a lot of these people have seen uh, the very successful launch of Elon Musk, the richest man in the world. Yeah. And uh, compound that with the fact that they think that somebody within their generation will likely be the first one to go to Mars. I, listen, don't don't take uh, any of my work, or I, I, I can't speak for Eddie, as any kind of slam of commercial space. There are interesting, fascinating, long overdue things going on in space right now. They're just not happening at Spaceport America, which you paid for. If you isolate this and how they did the old pump and dump and got this money and took it from, you know, essentially from, we have the third largest sovereign wealth fund in the country, 33rd largest in the entire world, crank that cash out, $250 million at least of your money. The New Mexico Finance Authority, we can't seem to figure out whether or not any bonds have ever been issued to this point. They have not done any public disclosures. There seems to be massive malfeasance in the midst of all this. 
You compound it with the fact that you've got legislation just yesterday morning that I got kicked out of while I was on the call. I didn't get kicked off just the video portion of the call. I also got kicked out of the phone portion of the call so I could figure out what the liability is as you have uh, Dan Hockman v. Hill proposing to go ahead and remove all the liability. And there's a lot of people, namely J.D. Bullington, a number of other people who are pushing oh, yeah. this legislation in an attempt to go ahead and say, you know what, it's okay. Let's get this legislation passed so we can go ahead and reduce our liability into all this. And it goes even deeper than that. And we need to talk about that because I believe there's some real interesting, shady, dare I say, quasi-criminal things that are being done down at Spaceport America, and nobody is even looking into this. It's like, well, it's okay. We're still focusing on uh, COVID. About reopening our school, and we'll get to that in the next segment. Uh, just quickly, Eddie. This did, is real. Yeah, the bill yes. um, you referred to uh, just a couple of days ago, the, a Senate version of that very same bill was submitted by uh, our new Republican Senator, Crystal Diamond. So um, there's, again, the, the bipartisan consensus behind propping up this failed enterprise just continues. Uh, the FAA is now shutting down Musk's next launch. And that has that comes on the heels of a uh, crash. Was that yesterday or day before? Well, it's, yeah, it's, whatever. It's very complicated. The, the, they are explain? they're doing test flights with yeah. their massive, you know, Moon and Mars rocket, and they're doing they're doing maneuvers in the atmosphere. Okay, and they're getting all sorts of good data, and things are working really well. They just haven't figured out how to land it properly. So if you if you do a test flight and everything goes well. Except the landing, you can get a lot of uh, data uh, from maneuvering, and it's important. It's important for designing the rocket, and, and I think only one of the three engines fired on touchdown. So it, it, Elon continues to do real. Nobody was on, no human beings were killed. That was not a manned rocket. Uh, Elon continues to do amazing things in space. Branson continues to be a colossal zero in space. And two fatal accidents, yes. if I'm not mistaken, for uh, yep. Virgin Galactic. Yep, four, four casualties. Two, two fatal accidents. Yes. Four casualties, as Dow just mentioned, and we want to go ahead and continue to invest. And how come nobody, if, if every life matters as we play the politics game here in the state of New Mexico, if every, not one more death, not one more, not one more life taken from us like we're doing with COVID, yet nobody's even talking about who died at Spaceport America or in California. Yeah, and, and what's really interesting about this new data, we, we wrote about it on the website, www.rockoftalk.chat, yesterday, is that the liability protections don't pertain to sort of willful malfeasance, misfeasance, depraved indifference to human life. Uh, according to the guy who was in charge of testing and safety, he was, uh, he said this was, uh, how did he call it? Uh, we were, we, I don't know how we almost didn't kill three people, but he also said in his assessment, the engineers at Virgin Galactic were basically just brooming these safety documents and just saying, no, we're okay on that, we're okay on that, we're okay on that. This gentleman who's a 23-year military veteran, no longer with Virgin Galactic. So he was basically saying, if you had to put him on the stand, he would say, this does constitute, uh, it's not the uh, the normal operations of space. These people were intentionally uh, playing fast and loose with the safety facts uh, uh, regarding this vehicle, which means that gets, but would that if that were the case, and we're proven in a civil court, uh, that the testimony of this official would help people sue, and, it, and that one million dollar liability would be thrown out the window. They'd be able to sue, Vir, you know, Virgin Galactic for all they're worth. Um, it, you know, these are subjective which isn't things. much these days, and that's what we're on the brink of doing because Chamath is yep. draining the company as we speak. They've had four deaths, or seemingly there's not going to be any forward progress. We don't expect success on February 13th. 
uh, they're, they're pump and dumping the, the stock, and you're looking at this. Why is all of this happening? Why is your media complicit in sort of covering this up and, you know, wasting hats and talking about how incredibly good this is for the state of New Mexico? Why is Rebecca Dow? Why is Crystal Diamond joining on top of this? What is happening and at what level and for what reason? And why is it that they haven't just yanked this entire thing in its entirety, uh, not just for malfeasance, but why haven't they turned around and sued its major tenant, Virgin Galactic for its for its breach of contract and compound that with the fact that well you know what well you're not going to be able to launch from here instead they're doing exactly the opposite what are they doing they're making it even easier for Virgin Galactic to continue to pose a huge liability to any of its pilots and its own company itself I think all the while I sent it to you this morning Dowd the unbelievable stock price of the old pump and dump for SPCE. Yep. Uh, Fifty four bucks now. You're higher. You're going higher into the atmosphere than uh, Virgin Galactic. Yeah, I'm going to blow this taco stand. I'm I'm, I'm going to be a billionaire. <laughs> I'm going up there with Elon and and Jeff. Um, your point about the media very well taken, Eddie. Monday's reprint, not the not any original reporting. It was the Washington Post that did this reporting. The Albuquerque Journal reprinted the Washington Post reporting on this uh, safety issue Monday morning. What a remarkable slap in the face. Whatever editor allowed that to be put on the front page, what a remarkable slap in the face to the so-called business tech reporter at the Albuquerque Journal who basically just writes press releases. Kevin Robinson Galactic. Avila. He's don't don't it, forget to mention his name, please. <laughs> Kevin Robinson Avila. He's been doing it for years. No journalistic integrity, no interest. He, they, they're right here. They're right in New Mexico. He could, be, he could have been reporting on this, but he just believes whatever they tell him. Uh, and, Kudos to whatever editor at the Albuquerque Journal decided to run that piece. At least think, people locally were informed about something that they haven't been informed, informed about for a long time. Doubt. I think at what if you look at that, I think they're fighting for their journalistic credibility at this point, knowing that they're on the wrong side of the story, realizing that their tech uh, editor in uh, Robinson Avila has let us down. They're like, hey, haven't you been keeping track of what's been right. going on? <laughs> right. Why is he acting more as a pitchman yes. for Virgin Galactic instead of holding them accountable, which is what his journalistic cred should be all about? Uh, and in addition, uh, here in the Kiva, uh, doing the job Kevin, Kevin Robinson Avila is not doing next week. I was hoping to have it out this week, but other events came along. Uh, I'm going to have a report on our our, our strained and now no longer in place relationship with the Richard Branson of Romania, who came here uh, a number of years ago, uh, talked a big game, then ended up getting indicted by the state and deported by the feds, took Las Cruces for $60,000, almost took the state uh, taxpayer for even more of that. So uh, the, the article is called The Richard Branson of Romania. And beyond that, hey, Kevin, if you want to scoop me on this one, buddy, uh, they have a new tenant at the spaceport called Spin Launch. They're going to put something in a centrifuge. This is the plan of this company. They've raised some millions of dollars in funding to spin something in a centrifuge and then release it into the atmosphere to get it uh, speedy, speedily enter the atmosphere and then kick the rocket on. Many, many engineers, uh, there's been a lot of coverage of this in the science and engineering press, think this is the stupidest idea that there has ever been. But of course, here in New Mexico, any idea is a good idea and we'll subsidize it for you. So uh, more uh, more journalism from an actual journalism outlet, uh, the Kiva, uh, to come in the days and weeks ahead. Yeah, great work, Dowd, and I think uh, we'll continue to stay on top of this. And I think to kind of put a, a bow, at least for first hour, we'll get back into this and in, uh, more during the second hour. Eddie's spaceport is Zora Ranch 2.0. <laughs> Shady and perfect for a corrupt politicians. 
And yet, both of those projects are here for the very same reason. The State Investment Council, the New Mexico Finance Authority, uh, in their attempts to go ahead and show that they're doing something good for the state of New Mexico, have not shown either thing. You've got the Lieutenant Governor and Howie Morales involved. You've got Alicia Keys in the Economic Development people involved. You've got, uh, I believe they took the uh, fraud uh, uh, class. I think they became fraud certified uh, last year. And i got to tell you, it does not work. It does not work. The focus here was we're looking forward towards, um, you know, trying to do some sort of economic development. It's not going to be coming by way of these giveaways and then solidified by the likes of Damon uh, or whatever her, Dayan uh, Hoffman Hill, deciding to go ahead and make it even easier uh, for these companies to promote their malfeasance here in the state of New Mexico. We literally, and here's what's at stake, folks. This is a suicide mission. Is this a kamikaze mission at this point? So you've had four people. Uh, I don't know if that this isn't the highest. Uh, uh, the only thing I can think that may have a comparably worse record than this is Howard Hughes at attempts at flight mm. uh, with uh, what was his big the spruce goose. Yes, this yes. might actually be worse than that. They have a higher record of failure because every single time they've gone up, we know one thing about Virgin Galactic: it is has failed to launch every single time. So I don't know if these two uh, astronauts or whatever they want to call themselves who are the test flight, we know that they're not going to get into space, but what's worse than that is they may not even come back down safely. Uh, we're really <laughs> testing fate at this point. And we're also removing liability. Should, the, uh, li- should this legislation get passed before this takes off and launch, the liability for those two astronauts or those two spa- test-based uh, um, uh, flight, uh, I don't know, test pilots. Test. Yeah, there we go, test pilots. Uh, for them to go into, the, instead of their life being worth $200 million or the liability being worth that, it will be barely worth a million dollars because that's exactly what they're passing up in Santa Fe, New Mexico. And, and shame on the Republicans. Oh, absolutely. Uh, uh, Rebecca Dow, shame on Crystal Diamond, shame on anybody who is uh, backing and promoting Virgin Galactic, which quite possibly, I think, not just rivals, uh, the uh, ART as well as the fail runner as the biggest boondoggle here in the state of New Mexico. But I believe that once they fail on the 13th, it will indeed be the biggest boondoggle in the history of this state, and nobody's even talking about it. You literally have uh, elected uh, leaders and officials cheering them on and saying, well, it's a little sad if we're not getting it done. But let me tell you this. These politicians, all three of these ladies, Dan Hockman v. Hill, Crystal Diamond, and Rebecca Dow are all complicit in the corruption in uh, pushing uh, Virgin Galactic. There's no other way to say that. I would say if you put them, sat them down and uh, you know, threatened their children, they would probably have to admit that they don't even know about the Washington Post scoop 48 hours ago. Yeah. They're probably not even aware of it. Um, now, on, on Virgin Galactic, if you know, maybe the test will be go well, maybe it won't. Uh, I, as, I have, as I often do, I hold in my hand the first annual report filed with the SEC almost a year ago with Virgin Galactic, in which they said, we have two years of money left. That was issued almost one year ago. So maybe they only have one year of money left, and if uh, they have another disaster with a test flight, uh, Eddie, Eddie's, prediction, Eddie's prediction that they will be out of business by February 2021 may well come true. So, uh, But they issued that, the, the uh, whole stock disclosure, at the, at the time where they hadn't even declared bankruptcy. Richard Branson was still the majority shareholder, was, if I'm was. not mistaken. Correct, yep. And I think Virgin Airlines hadn't filed for uh, reorganization yet. Right, right. He so had to dump his stock. Physical, uh, uh, fiscal position at that point. Well, I mean, the interesting thing about Branson is people say, well, he doesn't control Virgin Galactic anymore. Uh, as a shareholder of Virgin Galactic, 
I'm kind of glad he doesn't control Virgin Galactic anymore. Maybe some competent person was come, no, will come in, I, but I think I, it's a little late in the process. Well, I now. think it's actually worse because he's been the front guy. Yep. He's who we should have been holding accountable, yes. but instead he's holding up our governor and trying to launch her up in those ridiculous pictures that he's taken for some of these PR things. Listen, the thing is a massive failure. You had uh, uh, none other than... Um, uh, Hector Balderas, as I said before, and Brian Cologne, uh, if I'm not mistaken, uh, you know they they're, they got their certified fraud examiner, yes. I think uh, credentials was that last May. The timing of that is very curious. Compound that with the fact that uh, the CEO or the director for Spaceport America is gone. I've already told you there'll never be another person who's going to be taken. Are they even interviewing for positions at this point? Uh, yeah, is there a call <laughs> for invitation for uh, uh, to replace the head of Spaceport America? Mm. Everything that they're telling you right now is telling you that the entire thing is bankrupt and, and is a giant boondoggle. I, they're just not telling you that explicitly. And we're we're expecting and really trying to... To, to trust Rebecca Dow and newly elected uh, State Senator uh, Crystal Diamond and say, hey, you know what, give us the real scoop, the straight skinny on what's really happening down there. Instead, you know, they double down on it. Absolutely. They they are enthralled by, you know, we Americans, we have this inferiority comp- complex about people from the U.K. Uh, we think they're all brilliant and witty and smart just because of their accent. Uh, never forget that quote, ladies and gentlemen, from uh, the, the book Rocket Billionaires, Branson wasn't an obvious innovator in product. What set all his businesses apart was flair, youth culture branding, and Branson's own larger-than-life personality. Well, the problem with that is aerospace reality runs up against flair, youth culture branding, and a larger-than-life personality. Always bet on aerospace reality. That's what we're experiencing here, uh, and it's uh, it's just shameful. You, you talk about the, the guy in charge, Eddie, for four years running that facility into the ground, worst manager ever... If we had uh, if we had a good government in New Mexico, the, the forensic auditor who studied this guy Dan Hicks, who's come after me at times, uh, now he he they they recommended to the attorney general that his activities were so bad they they may have violated multiple criminal statutes. So this guy could be charged. I mean, he probably won't be because this is New Mexico, but in another state, he could be charged with you know falsifying misuse of, of, of financial resources. Uh, all, all sorts of, re- but, but that's but that's incumbent upon our political class here, it is. who is politically corrupt, who yep. will never hold them to task or yep. take it to task. Or you know, Dan Hicks is never going to get grilled by Cologne and Hector Balderas. They're going to say he was doing a bad job. Or the legislature. Yeah. There's not no. There's never going to be one prosecutorial thing. But it really should. You know, if you want to think about the people who they should hold their feet to the fire, it's. Bill Richardson, or way back Prince Andrew back in 2003, getting together with Jeffrey Epstein. And how the heck did Virgin Galactic even think about us in the first first place? I'll tell you, it went all the way back to October 2003 of uh, Bill Richardson 18 years ago bringing Prince Andrew here to do uh, some sort of goodwill tour to do economic development. And what's the first thing that came out of that? Richard Branson. Yes, That's very the curious. very first thing. And they all have that intersection of the same friendship. And New Mexico, you're sitting here blind while more of these politicians are jumping on top and jumping on board with all of these, you know, they love... It, all you have to do to, to look how starstruck these people are is look at all the ones that uh, that voted for film subsidies. Exactly. That's exactly who these people are, and they can't stay away from it. It's like uh, they, they see something that's you know uh, nice and glittery and shiny, and they cannot wait to touch and it. And you, you, that's you, it. You touched on this issue of why here, and I always go back to the quote from Burt Rattan, who was the genius aerospace engineer out of California who built the, the original spacecraft that Branson bought the intellectual property from. 
Um, they broke eventually. He got away uh, from Branson, and I guess he just didn't want anything to do with them. I don't know exactly the nature of that break, but the quote for him in terms of flying out of New Mexico, quote, I have no intention of going to New Mexico. I don't think it'd be a very good place to do a space flight. I believe when I get out of the atmosphere, I want to see the oceans and the mountains, not just the kind of crap you can see from New Mexico. That's the man who invented the original technology of this, basically perceived as a genius in the aerospace field. He wanted nothing to do with New Mexico, but somehow the spaceport got built well, in New Well, it got built here because we had the money, yep. they had the political connections, yep. and, you know, uh, Bill Richardson had the keys to the kingdom. Yep. Uh, through the New Mexico Finance Authority and the State Investment Council became a pet project to crank the cash out of New Mexico. You didn't have to issue the bonds, and Bob Geronkel, here you go, free money for a company that we can go ahead and uh, run slush funds through. To what tune? We have no idea. Is there even an accountability uh, sheet on anything coming out of Virgin Galactic? Or, uh, better yet, even the spaceport, neither one really exists. We have no disclosures, but we have everyone's name all over it, and they're sitting there guarding probably the dirtiest and ugliest secret here in the state of New Mexico, and it implores that your need uh, to pay attention to the dirty details, and we have them all right here in the Kiva. More on that hour, two. Back after a quick break uh, here in the Kiva, right on your radio at AM 1600 KIVA. You can also find us on Roku TV, Amazon Fire. Just type in The Rock of Talk podcast. We've got Spotify, Stitcher, SoundCloud, and Apple iTunes. You can also download the app for Apple and Android by going to rockoftalk.tv. Cellophane flowers never happened for me. sleeping the day off, watching the night fall, covering nowhere. Maintaining your cutting equipment is essential to the longevity of your tools and the quality of your product. Whether you're a woodworking professional, metalworking professional, hobbyist, or you just need a new edge on your kitchen knives or gardening tools, trust the sharpening experts at Precision Sharpening to help keep your tools in excellent condition. 884 Restart things. This is a rare thing. This is how you know it's live radio, and I'm paying attention to what's happening here. So, uh, yeah, there it is. A, a computer crash. We'll see if we can uh, bring this bad boy back up. What's that? How to make How to make God laugh? Make a plan? <laughs> the world well, has its way of. Let me see if I can yeah. bring this back up. This is a rare thing that happens when the entire computer. Hi, I'm Ben Lucero, president and owner of Inigo Mortgage and proud to be a locally owned and operated mortgage company right here in New Mexico. Being local carries many positives for consumers, such as being able to meet face-to-face, you will receive quick response times, and all loans are processed here locally. And you will always talk with the same people from application to funding. All of our employees live here, and all profits from loan origination stay right here in New Mexico. Indigo Mortgage believes in supporting our local economy. And if at all possible, we use local vendors for supplies and technical support. I personally hire and vet all loan officers, and I assure you that your loans will be dealt with both ethically and with knowledge. Indigo Mortgage can offer the best rates and terms available on the market, so contact us today on the net at indigomortgage.net or by calling 836-5700. That's 836-5700. Indigo Mortgage, because nobody cares more about your mortgage loan. NMLS, 188-348. 
Hi, I'm Casey Gazzardi. And I'm Joe Gazzardi. At Joe's Pasta House, we have authentic world favorites, classic Italian dishes, and unique New World offerings, including natural hand-cut steaks, wild-caught fish, and local veal. Our focus is on quality ingredients, great atmosphere, and personal service. Come to Joe's Pasta House for a true Italian dining experience. Located at 3201 Southern Boulevard in Rio Rancho, just a quarter mile east of Country Club Drive. Something wonderful like all chocolate dipped cherries or pineapple or apricot glaze. How about chocolate caramels and creams, even red chili bars. Thousands of incredible delicacies at the Candy Lady in Old Town at 424 San Felipe and on the web at CandyLady.com. Music is the great communicator on MakeUsGodlyAgain.com. Sometimes we just need a pick-me-up. MakeUsGodlyAgain.com Hi, I'm Dr. Casals at the Vision Store. So many of you are worried about changes in your vision. At the Vision Store, we are available for routine, urgent, and emergent eye care, red eyes, broken glasses, and contact lenses. We carry a wide array of frame styles in our showroom to choose from, including sunglasses and anti-reflective lenses. Come see us Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, and Friday from 8 to 6, and Wednesday from 8 to 1. Come see what you haven't seen in a while at the Vision Store in Bernalillo. Call for an appointment today at 771-EYES. That's 771 3937. Do you have any more of a nest egg now than you did this time last year? If you're not moving toward reasonable financial goals, it's time for a chat with Tom Crow of Crow Financial Advisors. Visit crowaboutmoney.com. The cooler temperatures are finally here. That's good news for you because the best prices of the year are now. I'm Eddie Aragon and I have just the guy for you. He's Mario from Axiom Home Services with over 40 years of experience. He'll come out to your home and show you the best refrigerated air conditioning options for your home and family. Don't miss the lowest prices of the season. Call now, 792-9742. That's 792-9742 or axiomhvac.com. Remember to ask for train unstoppable in any season. International Protective Service, or IPS, is the very best security investigations firm in New Mexico and the southwestern United States. We utilize the very best law enforcement, the United States military, and true security professionals from all over the world. When you, your family, or your business needs the very best, think of International Protective Service. Call International Protective Service today at 505-897-2420 or visit us on the web at internationalprotectiveservice.com. All right, time to put things together. We're going to start with the weather right now. It's going to be a fairly decent weekend, but a little cooler than it has been over the past few days. <coughs> Excuse me. We're heading towards a high tomorrow, about 55 degrees. That's kind of what we got to today. 43 right now in Santa Fe. It's 52 in Fort Hills and 55 at the Rock of Talk. All right, some reason, for some reason, Paseo del Norte, the westbound trip, that's running out of steam right there at Wyoming. It won't get any better till you get to I-25. Maybe a stall there or something that has cleared, but you're under 20 miles an hour on that stretch. If your drive takes you on I-25 southbound, it's starting to load up driving into the sunset there, and you're losing speed right around Jefferson. That's kind of the story all the way out to uh, Comanche. Well, this traffic report is brought to you by Amazing Grace Personal Care Services, companion care at reasonable rates, household services, mobile assistance, meal preparation, Tell you what, these are amazing people. They're ready to help everybody. Amazing Grace Personal Care Services, accepting insurance as well as pay clients. And you can connect with Amazing Grace by going to homecare.theplaceilike.com. 
All right, we're up to date now. Let's dive back into the Rock of Talk. Albuquerque's macro aggression. Eddie Aragon, the Rock of Talk. All right, 449, we got to get uh, Rudy some, uh, some of my uh, oregano oil. So I do oregano oil. I do OSHA. I would definitely get uh, both of those. And that's a great way, especially when the temperatures turn. Uh, Rudy, you may not like it very much, but trust me, it works. Don't forget your apple cider vinegar. And uh, stay plenty hydrated and eat well. Uh, Rudy has already had the coronavirus. Um, but apparently everybody else in the world is going to get their coronavirus and die from the coronavirus. Because your educational system is effed up. I hate to say it any other way. Because it's that bad. I don't know if I could perhaps put any more emphasis on just how bad our public school system. And now we're seeing in real time... What is the real problem with the educational system? I remember, I think I've said this probably two or three times, Mr. Tawny's Woodshop, C-, minus, the first C I ever got in my life. I got it in sixth grade, Woodshop, when I was at John Adams. Yes, it's a public school. And, uh, yes, I went to public school a little bit. I went to, to three years at John Adams. Uh, what was our The Panthers, that's what we were. John Adams Panthers. I don't know how we came up with the Panthers, but John Adams... Panthers, and then uh, went to uh, St. Pius X High School. And attitude and or, this was the remark that was put on. And my dad looked at this. As I was drilling holes, because Mr. Tawney was very angry at me, because I continued to just drill holes. I thought it was so fun to just get that thing and, you know, I was just having fun in woodshop. I was so proud of my little bench I made and some of the other things. I made a little rocking horse. That that was cool, you know, learn how to do all those things. But I came in and I brought it home to my dad, and my dad didn't care about anything else. He didn't care about the grades. He didn't get, it had a little comment that says, attitude and or behavior affecting school grades. Oops. I'd like to say that that is exactly where your teachers, your administrators, and everybody else is. Their attitude and or behavior is affecting... Our children, and they're, in my opinion, I think we should start to consider pulling funding from the Albuquerque public school system. If I'm not mistaken, we're somewhere north of $1.3 billion. It's a runaway funding train. And these guys, gals, teachers, educators, administrators don't want to do the job. They complain about how hard they're working, and they're not. They are not doing the job, and they don't want to do the job. I was, and this comes from uh, KOB Channel Four. Let me play this. Uh, it, this is, they don't want to go, and they're so scared about getting COVID nineteen, yet they're out there protesting. Teachers and parents hold dueling protests. Protesters were out at APS headquarters, and this is from KOB yesterday ahead of a school board meeting that would determine whether the district would offer hybrid learning. Teachers and staff do not want to return to the classroom unless Bernalillo County is in the green level restriction. Do you know what that even means? That, that We're like looking at next August, maybe. Next August, maybe at this point. The rest of the country, wake up everybody, is wide open. They're going back to school. They're working in pods. They're deciding what they want to do. You saw this morning, if you watched the little Fox News this morning, you saw in South Carolina what one angry parent can make happen in his community. You're seeing the extreme things that are happening to young children who aren't able to adapt to what's happening. 
because they don't know if they're ever going to go back to school. They're starting to feel hopeless. We've heard the suicidal uh, claims and all this. And this is what I got this morning. I really, and I want you to listen to this because if I, if if you want to hear a real cry, you want to hear a real cry for help and what's happening. This is what is going on in our public school systems, and not just here. I won't tell you where this is at, but this is in somewhere just outside the city. Let's put it that way. And I and I sit here and I listen to. Some of these people who call in and tell me what's happening, and they, they don't know what else to do. Everyone has sort of thrown up their hands like, I, I don't know what to say. I don't know. They, I guess the teachers just don't want to work, or the administrators want us to do this, or the, the PED. The PED wants us to, uh, this is a new one. You, you've never heard this uh, before, folks. But when I got this this morning, I was like, uh, what is spit in a cup going to do? I was trying to process that. Trying to bring up the uh, audio here for for all of this, so you guys can hear it. Because I was I was trying to process what this woman was trying to tell me, and I couldn't reconcile what the purpose of that would be for. I imagine if someone's spitting in the cup, wouldn't that be like a COVID violation? Wouldn't that be like risking something? But but apparently. There's people who are having to spit in a cup and videotape while doing it. And I'm like, what, what does that have to do with anything? Where, is it, where are we going with this? What, what crazy uh, concoctions uh, are the uh, people in uh, Santa Fe stirring up now? You know, where, where are we go- what's next? What's the next turn in, in the midst of all this? Now, let me play this for you. And, and Caleb, I want to thank you as well for sending me some stuff. Uh, Doubt, I know I sent you yep. a little uh, piece, uh, I think, this morning on that. If you might have that, that would be uh, great as I'm still waiting for, for this to come up. Oh, here it is, finally. It was an on-site witness account, basically. <laughs> yeah, uh, relay what happened at that protest yesterday. Uh, this is from uh, not from Caleb. I think it was somebody forwarded this message to Caleb. Um, I arrived at 3 p.m. the appointed time wearing a mask. Uh, I walked around the parking lot taking pictures of protest signs on cars. 46, I believe. A few of the best are, uh, pictures are attached. I also took some video, but the files are too big to attach. I did this for approximately 15 minutes, walking around the parking lot taking pictures and waving. The protesters thought I was one of them. And I let them believe it, seeing that I could capture more info and gain more experience this way. Uh, KOB News was there and interviewed only one person, as far as I could see. And where? A representative of the teachers. There you go. That's uh, only one side of the story. Yeah. Uh, in my estimation, there were more than 50, perhaps 60 cars parked in the school board parking lot, all in protest of the teachers going back to school in person. About 3.15, I saw a line of cars, perhaps 10 to 12 driving through only the back end of the parking lot with pro-kids in school signs. Uh, most of the signs were singular and held by the kids as the parents drove the vehicles. Oh, parents, that, that's really something. You wouldn't want it the other way around. Uh, parents and kids uh, alike in these cars were all unmasked. Uh, they went by so fast I only got one uh, picture. I couldn't help waving and cheering at these cars, which gave away my presence as an other-than-them presence. And as I had been a lone protester against the protest... Uh, as the numbers of pro-school people cars were a small fraction of the teacher protesters, I decided to leave before I did. I captured a video of two men walking through the back end of the lot unmasked and observed they were not accosted in any way. So it looks like... Uh, the momentum has shifted. Yeah, the momentum yeah. has completely shifted. You want to go back to school. The kids want to go back to school. They don't want to negotiate with the teachers. I think at this point we should get rid of the teachers. I, 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 let me say, 
we should fire the teachers who don't want to go yep. back. Reagan, Reagan, because baby. if they're unwilling to do so, we find replacements. This yep. is what you do uh, when the NFL Players Union, you found replacement players. Now, not all the teachers are bad. There's lots of other teachers who are out there. And I would say that uh, a healthy dose of teachers out there are actually on the right side of this, but they can't say anything because they're they're afraid of what uh, Ellen Bernstein yep. and the rest of the uh, unions uh, will do to them. Yep. Now, take a listen to this. This is from a good teacher from just outside the city. This will... Uh, this will make you think. Such a difference. An office always took forever. So, oh, I'm explaining to what, what, what am I going on here? I'm just very disturbed and I'm frustrated. Not only that we are supposed to, uh, I work at the schools, and that we're supposed to do random testing. And it's not even that we're doing random testing. It's even how we're doing it. They said that we're supposed to stay on screen and that they're going to watch us for 30 minutes as we spit into a tube. It just feels like an invasion of privacy. It just doesn't make sense to me. And then... I, um, I haven't had to do it yet, but just the thought of it, it just upsets me. It just frustrates me. And how is this okay? when we're not even at the schools yet and they can just already start testing us. And then we have meetings and I'm seeing the teachers questioning about going back to school and all their different reasons from their safety to why would we go back now? It would mess up the kids. Do they not understand the reality of the kids are being messed up? They're committing suicide at a higher rate now in New Mexico and it... And then all the rules, like, I'm just trying to accept this, and, and I don't know. I just feel like I'm the only one that feels this way, and I'm, I'm tired of the COVID shaming. Like, most of these kids and their parents and the teachers, they've already gotten it. Like, I look at the screen, and I'm the, one of the oldest people there. How, how am I ready to go back even without all these rules? And all these people are, are so much younger than me and healthier with a 99% survival rate. I just, I don't understand. I, thank you. So there you go. There's a good teacher trying to do good things, and she wants to go back. I want to get your reaction, your thoughts on going back to school and where we're at right now. Hit the top of the hour, Fox News, here in the Kiva. You're listening to Fox News, ABQ.FM, K229CL, 93.7 FM, and AM 1600, KIVA, Albuquerque. This is a Fox News alert. She's been booted. I'm Lisa Lacerra. By a tally of 230 to 199, the House has voted to remove Georgia Republican Congresswoman Marjorie Taylor Greene from her committee assignments over social media posts where she appeared to endorse the far-right conspiracy group QAnon. Greene defended her actions on the House floor this afternoon. I was allowed to believe things that weren't true, and I would ask questions about them and talk about them. And that is absolutely what I regret. And Congresswoman Green said the controversial posts were made before she was elected to Congress. Some Republicans have claimed today's actions are a power grab by Democrats. President Biden at the State Department this afternoon with a strong message. America is back. America is back. Diplomacy is back. 
at the center of our foreign policy. On Russia, the president said during his call with President Vladimir Putin, he made it clear that the days the United States rolling over in the face of Russia's aggressive actions, like interfering in our elections and Russia poisoning its citizens, are over. Drug company Johnson & Johnson says it's asked the FDA for emergency use authorization for its one-dose COVID-19 vaccine. An hour after Wisconsin's Republican legislature repealed his mandatory statewide mask order, Democratic Governor Tony Evers issued another one. We know that as we work to get shots in the arm as quickly as we have vaccines available, no amount of vaccine in the world could bring back the lives we stand to lose if we have no statewide mitigation strategy in place to prevent the spread of COVID-19 in Wisconsin. Evers said his priority is to keep people safe, and he said wearing a mask is the most basic way to do that. The lawmakers had argued Evers exceeded his authority by extending the mask mandate. America is listening to Fox News. on behalf of the mice nest. Mice nest? Yes, mice nest. It's a nest of mice. They finished chewing through your RV wiring, so the fire should start soon. Uh, can we cancel that? Oh, sorry. Once scheduled, they can't really stop because they're mice. A nest of them. RV owners can't schedule when things go wrong on the road. That's why there's Progressive, a leader in RV insurance. Oh, and if you could stay on the line for a quick survey. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. What do you get when you talk to a Dell Technologies advisor? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You get someone who understands there's an art to listening. Mm -hmm. sure. Who's able to hear more than what's being said and can provide tailored mm -hmm. small business solutions that make you feel okay. truly heard. I understand. Let's get started. For advice on everything from laptops to the cloud and solutions powered by Intel vPro platform, call an advisor today at 877-ASK-DELL. Administration is ending U.S. support for the Saudi-led military offensive in Yemen. The U.S. will end offensive operations in Yemen, which National Security Advisor Jake Sullivan says have led to a civil war and a humanitarian crisis in the Middle Eastern nation. Sullivan says it's a promise President Biden made in his campaign. He will go further than that. He will talk about the United States playing a more active and engaged role in the diplomacy to bring an end to the conflict in Yemen, and that will include the naming of a special envoy. The AP reports that envoy is Timothy Linderking, a career Foreign Service member. President Biden will also freeze former President Trump's planned withdrawal of some U.S. troops in Germany. Rachel Sutherland. Fox News. The U.S. Security Council is strongly backing a return to democracy in Burma and is calling for the immediate release of leader Aung San Suu Kyi and all others detained by the military. The Nobel Prize winner and member of parliament have been detained since the weekend after the country's military leaders made accusations of election fraud. Secretary of State Antony Blinken has reached out to the families of Americans who have been jailed or detained abroad. Blinken was expressing his commitment to their cause, hoping to get them home. These people languish under a broad range of conditions and across a wide spectrum of countries from Iran to Russia. The mother of journalist James Foley, who was killed by ISIS in Syria back in 2014, has dedicated herself to helping other families get their loved ones home. She told Fox News she was pleased with Blinken's outreach and says the U.S. has learned lessons and become better equipped to deal with these cases since her son was murdered. Amy Kellogg, 
Fox News. A new survey finds people who moved due to the pandemic in the fall were more likely to face financial stress as the reason than those who moved last spring. The survey was conducted by the Pew Research Center. I'm Lisa Lacerra, and this is Fox News. Let's move on into our second hour and put things together, starting with the weather. Hi, everybody. I'm Rudy Grande. Boy, isn't it nice driving out in that nice sun? Well, I'll tell you about the driving to the sunset in just a second on I-25. But look at this. going to be 50s uh, today, tomorrow, and even into Sunday. At the Santana Star, it's 50 degrees even right now. 44 in clear skies in the Harris is 54 at the Rock of Talk. And that drive southbound on the I-25 really is slowing down quite a bit there from Jefferson on over to just about Comanche. That's just driving into the sunset, nothing more than that. Whatever was on Paseo has cleared up. The westbound trip has improved between Wyoming and I-25. And looks like the drive across all the way over to Coors Road still looking okay on Paseo del Norte. Well, this traffic report brought to you by Sunny Side Up. Sun's up again tomorrow. Patio tables will be open. They can serve outside. And uh, you can also enjoy takeout from Sunnyside Up, that pan, uh, pineapple coconut pancake, the Patriot waffle. And they got this thing called the Colorado Scramble. Now, that is a great full breakfast meal. And you just want to try anything at Sunnyside Up because you're going to be surprised at everything you get there. It's fresh, right? Uh, they make everything fresh, nothing frozen. All right, Sunnyside Up, if you want to get an order put in, go to sunny.theplaceilike.com. With that, we're up to date now. Let's dive into the Rock of Talk. Albuquerque's macro aggression. Eddie Aragon, the Rock of Talk on AM 1600 KIVA. Directly on your Roku TV, Fire TV for Amazon. You can also podcast us. Uh, directly at Stitcher, Spotify, Apple iTunes, and of course uh, SoundCloud, where we put everything. Download the app at ABQ FM, uh, ABQ FM, and RockofTalk.com. And uh, of course, you can dial in. We want to hear from you this hour because I know that you guys have to be incredibly angry. You know, I think that this was never about the sickness, and I think even now it's still not about the sickness. Uh, let's none of us are down with the sickness uh, to bring that old lyric uh, back, but. Every single one of you has something to be angry about, and I wish that you would let people know. I mean, if you don't do this now, if this isn't the time that you choose to do it, you're never going to do it. If you don't start taking over your school boards, if you don't start attacking the teachers' union, if you don't start breaking up the public uh, unions, uh, which also include, uh, uh, by way, you know, some of the safety unions uh, that are out there and the public employees unions. You have to use this time and opportunity. Otherwise, it's going to get worse and worse for the city of Albuquerque and the state of New Mexico. And those people are going to show up all day to protect their paycheck. That's what they do. They're very good at doing so. And I need you to start getting motivated to push back against them. I've got a lot of texts that have already come in. Uh, Eddie, this is ridiculous at this point. All the board members, with the exception of Peggy Aragon, should be ashamed of themselves. The board is now acting like a governor, like Governor uh, Michelle Lujan Grisham, and trying to control what parents and students are doing. Those schools belong to the taxpayers. Teachers are paid by taxpayers. Stop letting the union control everything. These teachers are under a contract. This is why we need to fire all of them. And then we'll rehire them one by one by one. Uh, I think that's what we need to do. It is time to get these students back to school. 
Why does a school exist in the first place? Does it exist for the teachers or the, the students? Well, that's a chicken and egg question we can answer all day long, and it certainly is there for the students. Four of the board members are up for re-election this year, and I hope we have the people step up and take these seats from those who don't want to do their jobs. Get me the names of those people right away. Let's start putting them on public notice. And uh, let's start vetting them and uh, their histories uh, as well. We also need to talk about the public education department, the PED. The man who was traveling back and forth between here and Pennsylvania, or for a time was making decisions on behalf of the entire state of New Mexico public education uh, division. And what was happening during that time? He was back in Philadelphia. That's not the type of leadership uh, that we need here in this state. Uh, We've been talking about this uh, now, what I feel like is... Four days. A lot of you guys are, are texting in and to follow up because a lot of people had some questions as to what was somebody doing uh, spitting in a box. Well, here's the explanation. The clarification is simply this. You can go back if you film yourself or go on camera while you're taking a 30-minute test to spit into the tube, which is going to test you. Right? This is the test. They, they, they need to trust but you can do it at home, so you're mailed at home. So now you're supposed to have a video camera. Do ever, does every single person now have a video camera? Did we get video cameras from the government? I believe there's somewhere close to 30% of those students and some of these teachers don't have high-speed Internet access at home. We certainly saw the pictures down from Roswell and other parts of the state. We can only assume that that same thing exists here. Not every single person has access to high-speed wireless Internet. Notice that that was one of the state of the state addresses uh, points for Michelle Lujan Grisham. We need to make uh, uh, Internet universal at this point. Yeah, because they want to keep you at home and lock you at home. Now, the explanation is this. They spit in the tube. You have to film yourself or go on camera while you're doing it. Then you turn around and you send it back. Rudy, when you got tested for the uh, coronavirus, please tell me how long it took for you to get your test results back. Uh, when I took it prior to the um, operation, it was about, it took about two weeks. Two weeks. Are we going to wait in addition to all the people who have now have to test before they go back? And now demanding it to be green or vaccine. That's the, that. That's what they're saying. Yeah. Green or vaccine. Well, if we're looking at vaccine uh, at the shortest possible time, the soonest we can go back is probably June. And some other. Um, news on that is that the teachers in all this won't be moved up in the vaccination distribution to accommodate the school reopenings. That just came out. The New Mexico Department of Health Secretary Tracy Collins, Dr. Collins, said teachers remain in subgroup part of Phase 1B who is not eligible to receive the vaccine yet, yet they're out there protesting. We're in a catch-22. There's no way out. We're given no options. We're given the illusion of choice. You might think you have a choice. You might think that we might be able to push this along, but we're not. Because your dictates that are coming from the Department of Health and Dr. Tracy Collins, by way of Michelle Lujan Grisham, have put the teachers at Phase 1B who is not going to be receiving the vaccine. She reminded people during the virtual update on Wednesday that some teachers fall into an earlier phase. Some, who are they? Which schools? What city? Are we talking about middle school, high school, grade school? These teachers who are going to be going back to the classroom, they're actually, if they're 75 and older, can be vaccinated. And plenty of teachers have a chronic condition and meet eligibility within those first two subgroups of 1B. What happens if they subscribe to the fact that they don't want to be vaccinated? Then where do you go at that point? Does every single teacher have to be vaccinated? 
or are they going to wait until it's green? And I tell you, waiting for it to be green will come a lot further along than when it's vaccinated. And who's to say any of those teachers aren't going to say, well, I don't want to go ahead and I don't want to get vaccinated because it might have this impact on some other part of my health or they're going to come up with some sort of excuse. It's all going to be made up. It's foolish. The teachers themselves at this point, if they don't want to go back, in my opinion, should be removed from their jobs. And the union, we should do our best to bust it and get rid of the union and Ellen Bernstein. I don't know how I could possibly make it any clearer. They are not on the side of the children. And if they say that they're putting their education needs of these uh, and the mental health needs of these students first, boy, I can sell you whatever I want all day long because you'll buy it. Mm-hmm. All you're buying is BS from these people and the teachers' union. How about asking for another raise? Do you think they'll ever get another one? Well, if enough of us turn out, we'll make sure that those teachers don't get another raise for the next decade. And next time that they whine about this, this is the time for them to step up. And you want to tell me about how hard they're working? What, hanging out in your chonis at home? Putting your feet up and eating bonbons at home while you're working? No, thank you. I'm not going to deal with that. I don't believe it. And we're not seeing it. Most of all... I think all of us can uniformly agree at this point that our students are worse off. If they were actually working harder, wouldn't our students not have missed a beat? What about our test scores? What are they doing right now in the legislature? They're dumbing down the entire state educational system by removing things like Algebra 2 so you don't have to graduate with it. We're already sub-70% graduation rate, and we want to go even lower, and New Mexico is getting worse and worse. We're not just losing a couple of years, folks. It's sort of like when you invest in the stock market. You take a 10% downturn, how much more do you have to make in order to make that 10% up? Because not only do you have to make the 10%, but you have to make back the overage of the time that you've lost for the lack of returns during that time. Well, it's no different. It's all math. It all works the same exact way. So let's look at this as a math problem because everything is ultimately a math problem. Your children have been out of school for an entire year and a half by this point. We can't count last year. That was a half a year. Many of these students didn't get to walk, didn't get to go through the, you know, the, the general pomp and circumstance and rigmarole that they would normally get in completing a full school year. Then they started this year, not at school. This is public school, of course. Then they started this semester, not at school. And now the teachers are belaboring the point yet once again. That's a year and a half, three semesters once all is said and done. And at the very earliest, from what I can tell, from the gauge of what we're getting from the teachers' union and the uh, union, and they're, remember, they're not, they met last night. They're not going to meet again, I believe, for another 14 days. Is that correct? I believe that's true. Yeah, yeah so we're looking at the 18th, which would be a Thursday, a Thursday before they can probably say, well, they're not going to meet on that Thursday and say, well, we need to open up on the 22nd. They're going to meet on that Thursday and say, well, we can go ahead and go to March 8th. But I guarantee those kids will still get a, a spring break, which is going to be the 21st or the 25th. So tell me if you honestly think at this point it's practical to send your kids back to a school and you, you're in that cash 22 because you're going to have teachers that aren't going to be very good teachers because they're not going to want to be there. And the ones that are going to be there are essentially going to be babysitting. Because we've got to play catch-up. And where do we start then? We haven't even addressed that point. More texts coming in. I've got so many. It's unbelievable. Uh, any teachers submitting DNA to government agencies? Hmm, spitting in a tube? Fifth Amendment violation. You don't think MLG will, well, what, what will she do? 
uh, Eddie, they want vaccines. Then they want the country to, county to be green. Then they are going to want all the kids vaccinated, which is not happening because it's not approved for kids. And most of you parents aren't going to allow your kids to be vaccinated against the coronavirus. In fact, you're going to say, well, my kid already had it. He doesn't need the vaccine. And you'd be right to choose that, knowing that you have a minimum of 17-year immunity, according to Dr. Yeadon, who is the former epidemiologist of Pfizer. Eddie, they will never go back. They will always find an excuse to prevent going back. Where's the ACLU suing on behalf of the children? Why don't they listen to the science? CDC says it's okay to return to full in-person classes without the vaccine. Where is the CDC on any of this? That, that texture is brilliant. If you can sue because you're getting an inadequate education under the Yazzie lawsuit, you're getting an inadequate education under hybrid learning or virtual learning, where is the ACLU suing the state about returning to school Hey, why can't, now an individual, that's a why can't an individual sue? By all means, yeah. I think uh, mm-hmm. I think somebody should sue the state of New Mexico. No, don't hold your breath waiting for New Mexico the ACLU to jump on that lawsuit. Trust me. Eddie, where is the Center for Law and Poverty? Why aren't they fighting yep. for in-person schooling and for families? They're the Yazzie people. Yep. Private school. That's exactly right. Yep. Uh, Eddie, uh, this is a long one. This is uh, what one of the students who wrote to uh, Mr. Piercy. Is that correct? And that is... Uh, is that superintendent of schools? Uh, who's it? Is it Piercy? Let me check. I think Mr. Piercy is. I'm pretty sure it is. I think it's... President of the school board, yeah. Oh, the school board. Okay. Mr. Piercy, the distance between average and extraordinary. This is from a student. She's 17 years of age, and I know her. Wonderful family, good kids. Mr. Piercy, the distance between the average and extraordinary is measured in tenacity and bravery. The best way leaders can model this for children is to take action and show these kids who have suffered so much already that they care about their well-being enough to try. When our students say things like, this is too hard, I can't do it, we respond with, push through, you can do it, and it will be so worth it in the end. I'm asking you and all the people involved in the working parts to get the system rolling, push through, you can do it, and it will be so worth it in the end. The future depends upon it. My son's senior year at El Dorado, a school with an alarming mental health care crisis, was cut short last year. Eddie, my daughter's senior year this year has been devastating for her. She said to me the other day, it's like no one even cares about our class. Last year, everyone would say, those poor seniors, and this year we get nothing. My fifth grader, who's at O'Keefe Elementary, struggles every day with social isolation and boredom, and we struggle to limit his screen time as he's getting more than what's recommended just by being online for school. Do something, Eddie. Get these kids back in the classroom. If for only one day a week, allow the seniors to go back, even for just their core classes. Get creative. Tweak the model. Do whatever. Be brave enough to at least try. APS will be remembered for what they didn't do or what they did do, even though it was challenging. That is... It makes you quiver. Hmm. Eddie, it's like the teachers don't care about the kids anymore. They just care about the money. I think that's true. I think that's 100% true, Joseph. Uh, uh, just, that. just look at that image from KOB online of these two teachers, of course, with their masks. They have the signs holding up green or vaccine. That's their... their hip phrase, but below it it says, I stand with families, with students, with education, with the science. No, I stand with my union. Shameful. Not the students. The union is not the students. Hey, the company I work at yesterday in our town hall announced mandatory weekly COVID testing provided by a third party at our facility. If you choose not to participate, you'll be terminated. Is this legal? Uh, We'll have that answer for you tomorrow. So allow us to go ahead and uh, get to that. We'll get to that answer tomorrow. Um, but I do believe you reserve the right, if you have a medical condition, to not get vaccinated, and they have to offer you an alternative way to work. Is that correct? Yep. 
but it only can be a health condition not get vaccinated because of the way it works. I'm almost positive I'm right on that. Um, okay. Meanwhile, non-failed states like Utah and Texas have kept their schools open the entire time. Utah never shut down, by the way. You do, you do know that. Utah yeah. never shut down. Never issued a stay-at-home order. There's only seven states who issued, did not, never issued a general stay-at-home order, and Utah was one of them. Hi, Eddie. I'm a teacher. I'm not in the union. I'm a Trump supporter. I will go back to, sco- back to school in a heartbeat. I will not take the vaccine. There are a lot of teachers that feel the same, but we are in the minority. How do you know you're in the minority, by the way? I think we got to start getting a, a list of all the teachers. I think we should create a website, and uh, maybe one of you teachers can help me with this, and I'll be happy to amplify it and get it out. And let's get a list of all the teachers, which we will then keep their names confidential because uh, what they fear is um, blowback, uh, pushback on all this. And I'll be happy to lead the charge on that so we can get all these teachers listed on here. And uh, we'll come up with the idea and just keep these teachers confidential until we know that we have a majority. And once we know we have a majority, it's sort of like you can't put us all in jail, right? (laughs) We can have peaceful protests by making sure that you can't do that. Uh, He continues, or she continues, there are a lot of teachers that feel the same, but we are the minority. This is a result of the fear culture the Dems created, and now it's out of control, and they don't know how to put the genie back in the bottle. The Mexico kids are suffering. Thank you for your service as a teacher. Um, Amherst, sir. Eddie, when we when can we start laying off or firing teachers who don't want to go back to work? If you work for APS and your age is between 18 and 40, you should go back immediately. And ages above should be given the option. But this is complete and total BS. I have three students at home, and this is affecting our entire family. Lay them off or fire them if they don't want to go back to work. I think that's the easiest solution. If you don't want to work, isn't that the same as uh, me not needing to employ you? Hey, I can't work today. Okay. Check in again. Hey, I can't work today. Okay. Well, you don't come work three days in a row. I guess you're not working. i got to find somebody to do the job. You're not doing the job. Just before you get your hopes up, folks, remember that all public employment is governed by state statutes and contracts with the bargaining agent, the union. Uh, doing anything too radical, you will. there'll be a lawsuit the next morning. So, I mean, the, the legislature and governors over the years have surrendered their management authority over the public sector to teacher unions and other unions. So, but that uh, doesn't mean that they shouldn't try. Oh, of course. Yeah. yeah so yeah. if you're not part of it, we we shouldn't just give in. Because, oh, shaming. Absolutely. Yeah. Let's yeah, do, no, let's I do th- it. I think what we have to do is we have to talk about the number of people who'd be willing to sign this confidentially yeah. before it gets out. And as you know, all the people who signed the, uh, the Jeffrey Epstein, all the people who signed the Impeach MLG, all those uh, names are uh, confidential. I've got a stack of about another 150 uh, that are there, and I'll tell you MLG? more about that. Okay. Yeah, MLG that's in there. Uh, Eddie, too bad we can't get restaurants and other businesses to boycott teachers. I'd like to do that. Ooh. I like that. Interesting. We will yeah. not serve teachers at this point. <laughs> oh, boy. You can't go to Talk school. Talk about a lawsuit. <laughs> you can't go to school. You can't shop at my groceries. If yeah. you can't go back and teach this, the, the uh, what do you do? Yeah. I don't know. I mean, if we're going to all sit here and vet each other, and I mean, it's ugly. Isn't that just ugly to say? Isn't it just extremely yeah. ugly? But how different is it than the, the people who are getting mass shamed? Yeah. I think uh, we should teacher shame. Yeah. You're a teacher. You don't want to go back to school. You shouldn't be allowed to enter a grocery store. You shouldn't be allowed uh, to fill up your car with gas. You should be forced to stay at home. I think that's fair. Yeah, you're deplatforming conservatives, Trump supporters. You're, if, if someone has some record in their social media, your recording label kicks you off. Let's, let's go full bore cancel culture for everybody. You know, Let's do it. Yeah, I guess so. You guys really before on all this, you've been you'll you'll forget about Donald Trump. HIPAA law says they have no rights to test. I don't know that that that's to be true, um, but probably is. 
Uh, Eddie ICANN's legal team, led by Aaron Siri, has taken legal action to challenge employers' schools that require their employees and students to receive a COVID-19 vaccine. Employers and schools that previously acquired the COVID-19 vaccine have dropped those requirements. This includes an employer that did so on the heels of ICANN's legal team challenging the mandate in court. If you or anyone knows being required by an employer or school to receive a COVID-19 vaccine, ICANN is pleased to offer you support and legal action on your behalf to challenge the requirement. In order to obtain this potential assistance, please email us at freedom at icandecide.org. That's freedom at icandecide.org. And provide a copy of the written notice from your school and the employer stating that the COVID-19 vaccine is required. Eddie, without your support, our ability to fight these legal COVID-19 vaccine requirements would not be happening. Thank you for making our work possible. Please note that while we hope to have help everyone out and hope to be sufficient resources to do so, depending upon the volume of individuals that contact us and the amount of support we receive, we cannot guarantee we will have the sources to assist everyone that contacts us. Stand for the vaccine. Uh, stand for vaccine truth and help us keep winning with your tax-deductible gift uh, today. So that uh, you can send it directly to freedom at icandecide.org. If you or anyone you know is being required by an employer to school, receive a COVID-19 vaccine, they're offering you legal action on your behalf. I think you should definitely take it. Uh, Eddie, there is little to no risk to our kids getting back to the classroom. Teachers no longer care about their students, only loyalty to their unions. It's absolutely shameful. God bless you on the Kiva. God bless the USA. That, of course, is Kevin. From Española, 20% of the teachers say they won't get the vaccine. That's dangerous. This was said by teacher Robert Fuhrer, uh, who was uh, allied... Uh, union speaking time allowed union speaking time during last night's board meeting is that true that's that's really something one in five there you go and they can't you can't fire them for not wanting to get the vaccine eddie i believe the teacher is correct i'm some i'm a substitute and during my nine years subbing middle school i've come across conservatives i would say a majority of conservatives are teaching in christian schools otherwise uh, where are they? It's very rough out here. Okay, well, they might be a minority, but we're going to do everything that we possibly can to help that minority until we uh, have enough of them that there is a majority. Five fifty, fifty five hundred. Anything else, Dad? No, just uh, that that website. Uh, I can decide. dot org. That's you know part of the I guess vac- vaccine skepticism, if not anti vaccine organization. But it seems like a legitimate group, and they do file lawsuits on behalf of people's uh, rights. So uh, check it out if you're interested in re- if you're refused, Nick, ladies and gentlemen. We'll put it uh, on our notes at we'll. rockoftalk.chat. So you have that as well. Make sure that Dowd uh, has that. Thanks, everybody, for listening here in the Kiva. We'll check with uh, Murder Mike. Uh, we'll see where we're at uh, here. Uh, I guess I'm coming up with too many names for all of our uh, uh, contributors here. <laughs> but I think it's good. A sad day yesterday in uh, Valencia County uh, as uh, they voted to sort of just end the entire school year. And we have the count on that. And, yes, that school board, guess what? All Democrats. There you go. 527, back and four, AM 600 KIVA on the radio. Roku TV, Amazon Fire, we are live there right now. Uh, download our app at The Rock of Talk. SoundCloud, Stitcher, Apple, iTunes, or download the app at bbq.fm. Winter is here, and the real estate market in New Mexico is different than past years. Hello, this is Tracy Venturi with Venturi Realty Group of Keller Williams Realty. And this is Tico Venturi. If you're thinking of selling, let's talk about the reasons to sell now. There are a lot of unknowns going into 2021 for real estate. What's certain right now, buyer demand is very strong, interest rates are making monthly payments very affordable, and the number of homes available right now for sale is at an all-time low. Has there ever been a time when there was a great 
opportunity and you missed out, don't wait to sell and miss out this time. Home buyers are waiting. Call us now to put a plan in place to get your home sold for top dollar. Studies have shown that the biggest regret of home sellers is that they don't start preparing to sell their home early enough. If 2021 is a year you're going to move up, move out, or move on, time to give us a call. Hire us, the number one real estate team in New Mexico. Call now, 448-8888 or on the web, welcomehomeabq.com. In most cases, recovery of your stolen vehicle is not the reunion you had hoped it would be. It may have been trashed, torched, contaminated by toxic chemicals and more, or used to commit additional crimes. Revelco Vehicle Anti-Theft Device prevents theft in the first place. 505-550-4994. Amazing Grace Personal Care Services is companion care at a reasonable rate, including mobile assistance, meal preparation, household services, cognitive assistance, and support services, and more. 505-796-4900. That's 505-796-4900. Chris Napier here with Loan Depot, the mortgage guy. As you look for the best ways to provide and protect for your family, the structure of your loans is critical. Your mortgage payment and its terms could be behind the curve. Let's ensure that when you're buying or refinancing your home, you have the best total cost. Call me at 505-710-2499 and MLS number 330093. Hi, I'm Walt Arnold with Sperry Van Ness. Do you own a business that's expanding? Are you outgrowing your space? Do you need a second, third, or even fifth location? Call my direct line now at 256-1255 or visit waltarnold.com. This is Eddie Aragon, The Rock of Talk. Glad to be here with you to help your business. And right now, businesses are in desperate need of cash flow. Many businesses aren't going to make it through this crisis without a solution. Michael Trujillo has that solution. Host of Your Money Matters, 1130 a.m. on Saturday. Michael, how can you help these businesses get cash flow today? Well, Eddie, all they have to do is pick up the phone, give us a call, and we can help them with that cash flow because we have many different federal programs that businesses can qualify for. But more importantly, we also also have over a hundred lenders on hand ready to go ahead and provide these loans to businesses so that they can continue when we are open again for business. Let's help your small business today, folks. If you own a car dealership, commercial real estate, you have a restaurant, how about a funeral home, software development firms, engineering firm, plumbing and heating, you name it, Michael can help you. 856-1171 or you can email him directly michael at michaeltrujillo.com that's michael at michaeltrujillo.com bad credit need it fixed at credit rescue inc our services have been used by mortgage companies banks and auto dealerships to help people who have been turned down for credit don't spend the next seven to ten years as a victim of high interest remember knowledge is power and you now have a way to get back your credit worthiness bad credit can haunt people for years let's rescue your credit at credit rescue inc call me mike ramus to set up an appointment today at 505-899-1448 that's 899-1448 all right time to put things together starting with the weather looks like a really nice day tomorrow Uh, though it's going to be a little cooler than it has been for the past several right now at the rust medical center is 48 degrees 50 at the va hospital and 52 here at the rock of talk i'm uh, researching i'm trying to figure out what the problem is on i-40 the westbound trip really starts to lose speed, and we're talking about under 40 miles an hour right at the big eye. And then all of a sudden, you know, it's just going to stay tight all the way to just about Unser. That tells me there's got to be an accident out there, but I don't see anything on the report sheet right at the moment. Just know that's going to be a hectic drive for you this afternoon. Again, I-40 westbound from big eye all the way to Unser. That's about four and a half miles worth of stop-and-go traffic. All right, this traffic report is brought to you by Life Spring at Salon Helena. That is the home of Canyon Water and the Salt Spa. 
These are great. The water's going to be great for internal and the salt spa. That's going to be great for your breathing. If you want to learn more, just go to live. I'm sorry, go to uh, saltspa.theplaceilike.com. All right, with that, we're up to date. Now, let's dive back into the Rock of Talk. Albuquerque's macro-aggression. Eddie Aragon, the Rock of Talk. 532 here in the Kiva on AM 1600 KIVA, ABQ.FM, rockoftalk.com, rockoftalk.tv, Roku, Amazon Fire, all the great places to pick us up. We've got uh, Murder Mike uh, here in the house, so we're going to have him jump in very quickly. And it's been a sad day, a somber day. We started out the show uh, with the latest details of what's going on, and uh, no doubt uh, Mike has been trying to keep uh, his eyes on the scanners State police uh, officer losing his life today about uh, 2 p.m. Uh, this afternoon in a high-speed chase uh, where he did a pit maneuver on a vehicle. Suspect immediately exited uh, Mike and got out, uh, went to guns on our uh, uh, state police and civil servant uh, out there for us, and he lost his life today. So any more updates as to what's happening uh, down south? Uh, that pretty much, pretty much wraps it up. It's a solemn day and it's a tragic day because the state police officer uh, lost his life when he uh, t- he was in pursuit of a white pickup truck on I-10 just outside of uh, Las Cruces shortly after 1 o'clock this afternoon. Uh, when he pit maneuvered the truck, it went into a side spin. And as, the, as you can see from the video, as the truck was spinning sideways, the suspect bailed out of the truck used the truck as camouflage, so to speak, came around the truck and opened fire on the police officer, shooting him multiple times through the windshield. So right now, that's that's kind of the, the details I've got right now. The scanner traffic is going crazy down south. I'm having a hard time kind of weeding out what's real and what's officer-involved shooting and what's just regular radio traffic. But right now, that's what we know. Um, several other officers were injured as a result of this well, uh, that's traffic That's not a stop. number. What's a, How many is several? Uh, we don't know right now. We know one Las Cruces officer was uh, shot, uh, and a, possibly an El Paso officer, although that hasn't been confirmed. Again, when you have an officer involved shooting of this nature, uh, the first hour to an hour and a half, it is just total chaos. I was uh, at the scene when um, Webster, Officer Webster, was shot, and the first hour is controlled chaos by the police department. So. They're doing their best. They're they're investigating it. They're doing it professionally, but it's it's hard for them right now. So, uh, Mike, can I get you to stop uh, moving so I don't have to hear the rubbing of the microphone there, if you don't mind, sir? <laughs> Sorry about uh, that. Yeah, yeah, very quickly, uh, what else has happened in the last 24 hours on the local APD scanners? And uh, uh, it's been a pretty quiet 24 hours here in Albuquerque. We're up to 18 homicides, but you know, give me an idea of uh, what's been going on. No homicide. Uh, we do have a barricaded suspect in the 300 block of Pennsylvania Northeast. Um, he's threatening suicide by lighting himself on fire and the uh, apartment that he's in. So crisis intervention teams are on the scene there. We had an earlier uh, accident at 98th and Avalon involving a couple of semis that locked horns. Uh, quite an extensive fuel spill happened, so 98th and Avalon was shut down. And, of course, last night around midnight, uh, a vehicle versus a bicyclist at Third and Cole. This is a hit and run fatality. So officers are investigating that as well. All right. Anything else? Uh, that's a wrap for right now. Right now, I'm, I got my scanners tuned to Las Cruces. All right. Sounds good. I appreciate the uh, time, Mike. Mike Classic, Metro Mike, or as I'm referring to him uh, to kick off uh, 
the year 2021 as uh, Murder Mike, uh, and it's uh, not a good way to start the year. We got D. Dowd Muska as well as uh, Rudy Grande. And uh, Rudy, what's it look like through the end of Super Bowl weekend? Because this is one of those, and uh, I'm hoping that you can pull the crisis lines, uh, Dowd. Mm-hmm. Uh, people have been kept up, pent up. Uh, it's got a pretty emotional Super Bowl. Uh, we'll cover that Tom Brady story during our third hour about. Uh, Essentially, the only reason he's gotten to where he was is because of white privilege now. Just want to let you know. That's it, huh? Yeah, okay. yeah. Ten Super Bowls, and it's white privilege. Well, it's white yeah. privilege sure didn't help him as he was uh, waiting on draft day round after round after yeah. round, not getting Funny drafted. <laughs> but uh, what's the weather look like, uh, Rudy, through Sunday, uh, Super Bowl Sunday? It's going to be close to 60 degrees tomorrow and Saturday. Sunday, by the time kickoff happens at about 4, 430, It'll be 63 degrees in town wow. with a partly cloudy sky. How about a little uh, two-handed touch football at the park, yeah, yeah. huh? Like a Kennedy compound. Just, yeah, there we go. <laughs> just like uh, throwing the old uh, pigskin. Um, it is uh, one of those days we have to be mindful from. Uh, generally, the uh, least attended day at work every year is the day after the Super Bowl. But, uh, hey, we've had a whole entire year of uh, the Monday after Super Bowl Sunday uh, since March 13th of last year. <laughs> so nothing to work at, worry about there. Um, but uh, it is the number one day for domestic violence. More domestic violence calls uh, come out on that day than any other day. And uh, there's also uh, the suicide uh, uh, hotline, which we need to continue to get out uh, because we continue to be in this situation where we are in a full-loaded Depression here in the state of New Mexico. So, Dad, you got a couple of hotlines uh, for us to go ahead and put out there? Yeah, uh, the, just the prime one. It's called the New Mexico Crisis and Access Line. They can get you resources that you need. You know, I, I don't even think it applies to you personally. You, might, you can also, if someone in your family, in your social circle, 855-662-7474. And I'll give you a chance to get a pen if you didn't have one. 855 7474. There we go. So just keep that in mind. I'm just depressed right now, Eddie, reading this article about the Los Lunas. You know, you, we had your cousin on yesterday. Yeah. Um, there, there had nothing been. He was uh, talking uh, about. Senator. 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 <laughs> senator your cousin, the senator. Uh, it, we, it, you, there was nothing written about it at the time. And so now the local paper, uh, which is run by a bunch of lefties down there, it's pretty embarrassing. Mm-hmm. Uh, lots of questions that needed answers. The Los Lunas Board of Education on Tuesday, two days ago, uh, did not approve Superintendent Arsenio Romero's recommendation to begin a hybrid model on February 22nd, and uh, Senator Sanchez kept talking about uh, Mr. Romero and how he gave he outlined this really good plan. Right. Um, after much discussion, board member Steve Otero made a motion to keep the district in remote in remote model uh, with just one exception for special needs students. Um, they're not going to be meeting again, Eddie, until March 23rd to yep. discuss coming back together and give credit to board member David Vickers of the five board members for the Los Lunas government school system. He voted against that measure. So, Mr. Vickers, congratulations. Yeah, so spring break uh, 2021 for APS is the March 18th and 19th and March 22nd through the 26th, which I believe all the schools are closed during that time anyway. So you stated that their next time they will meet will be March 23rd? March 23rd, yes. So how are they going to be saying March 23rd and telling you to come back? I believe the next day of that would be the 20... At the minimal, excuse me, Las Cruces, minimal. Any type of hybrid. Remember, Valencia County got rid of it altogether. The uh, Las Lunas School District, uh, Blend, all done for the year. Okay. No sports, no competition. They've been the last uh, two state championships, but let's just cancel it out. Like I don't know what else to say. 
If this isn't the Democrats turning around and just handing you your you-know-what at this point, and this is political, this is party-affiliated, this is a decision by this political party to shut down this state. Because I can tell you, the Republicans, well, we don't want this. This isn't what we signed up for. Independents didn't want this. And I know that there's a lot of blue-dog Democrats out there that aren't on board. Like, you need to start holding your party accountable, blue-dog Democrats. You know who you are if you loved uh, uh, John F. Kennedy, if you're one of those John F. Kennedy Democrats. Uh, I don't know if anybody's a, a Bill Clinton Democrat, if you could even really say that, because he's moved from, you know, <laughs> uh, he's moved from liberal to uh, far left progressive along with AOC and the rest of them. And we know where Obama is. I'd say there's a good third of that party that should just needs to strip away and move away from that party and end the Democrat Party for good at this point. Come over here to the Republican side or join the independent side. I think the water's uh, warm in both places, and I think uh, moral suasion is winning out uh, right now because there's way too much pressure. There's way too much uh, damage that has been done within families, within homes, and within the mental health of of your children. So at this point, you need to really um, think about uh, your political affiliations uh, moving forward. Because it is having real consequences uh, for the state of New Mexico. Nearly 90 years of Democrat rule. Now, here's more of that double standard that's going on. And this is sickening because I will tell you, I'm not going to go to Topgolf. And I advise those of you out there to not patronize Topgolf either. I'm going to give you the number one reason why. And I'd love to go there because... Uh, a guy that I know is running the whole thing, and I definitely want to help him and and Top Golf, and I want to see things that take off. But look, if the schools aren't open, if anything else is open, I think everything else should basically remain closed. But here's the juxtaposition of two places, and I happen to have talked to uh, Mr. Hinkle a couple of times, and the Hinkle Family Fund Center, as noted by KOB Channel Four, and uh, their good reporting on this, it, uh, Grace Reader. Uh, I'm not sure if Grace is going to get fired. Hinkle Family Fund Center takes issue with Top Golf opening while it's forced to remain closed. Maybe the reason, Dowd, that they're forced to remain closed is the fact that they have the word family in their name. <laughs> I don't know what, is it, what, what else. Yep. Top yep. Golf, you know what? It's a boondoggle. No, we can't let it be a boondoggle. The city of Albuquerque invested in this. We needed this to become successful. So what do we do? They jump on board. And say, we'll open up Top Golf, but the Fink, uh, Hinkle Family Fund Center, we're going to go ahead and shut that down and remain shut. All movie theaters shuttered. Yep. Most public places shuttered. Uh, you know, the schools, as we've already talked about, uh, ad nauseum for the last hour, uh, shuttered. There's no activities, but Top Golf is open. What would that look like if you and your children can go uh, to go hang out and be at Top Golf, but they can't play their sports, their spring sports. They can't even have a golf season. Many of the golf courses, if I'm not mistaken, Dowd, for a time were, were shut down. Yep. I was like, there couldn't be any more social distancing than what you're doing with golf, even within your foursome, twosome, whatever it happens to be. It just wouldn't work. So there you go. Uh, that's and, and 100 people, by the way, this article described 100 layoffs from the Hinkle Family Fund Center. The marketing manager told the reporter they've had to lay off 100 employees. That's uh, absolutely insane. Five fifty, fifty five hundred. Call it. You're in the Kiva. Go ahead. Hey, Eddie. It's Bernadette again. Hey, how are, how you? are you? Good. I'm all right. Uh, still not going back to work. Got a call back from my boss on Monday. Thought we're going to go back to school on the 16th. And woke up the next day and found out. Nope. <laughs> but um, this is something I wanted to bring up. And I just noticed it because I drove by my local library, which is the one that's right behind Hoffman Town off of Wyoming. And oh, good place. I like that library. 
Yeah. Well, just get over it because there's no library open. It's all the homeless. The entire parking lot full of homeless and they're sitting all over everything. It's just really sad. You're talking about the one uh, near, uh, I believe that's Academy and San Antonio? No, this is off of Wyoming and Manal. It is just west of Wyoming and and south of Manal. Oh, by the steakhouse. Yeah, by the steakhouse, the church. Which I think is closed right now, isn't it? Yeah, I know, I know. Oh, my God, that was our first date. Yeah. It's insane. I noticed that Flames was gone the other day when Someone I Someone go snap there. some pictures, and we'll throw them up on the uh, video and get them out there. So okay. if, you, if, you, if you want to snap some pictures and send some video, I'll put them <laughs> up for everybody to see here. And uh, send me your photos. We'll start organizing that stuff and, and sticking in and sharing those. Uh, I think people need to see this, the blight. And, and, and you know you know what's happening right outside my office is there you see the water that they keep pouring? Oh, yeah. They're trying to get rid of all the tire tracks. Oh, that's what it is. Yeah, that's what's going on out there, just in case you know. Bernard, uh, uh, be well and send me whatever you possibly can. I will. Thank you. Okay, good stuff. Call you're in the Kiva. Go ahead. Hey, Eddie, how you doing? Good. Go ahead, sir. So, um, the track is still closed, the racetrack drag strip. Okay. And uh, recently on their Facebook, they posted up a petition against MLG on Change.org. We'll see if it goes anywhere. That but, doesn't, it, uh, that is totally worthless. It has to be an actual signature yeah, from a voter. Yeah, I know. It's. We're trying to push to get the track open to get, you know, people off the streets and back on the drag strip, but but apparently Top Golf can be open, but not the drag strip. It's a shame what's happening. That's absolutely ridiculous. That's this no good. Tell them tell them to go to impeachmlg.com. Thanks for the uh, phone call. Five fifty fifty five hundred. Call you in the Kiva. Go ahead. Hi, Eddie. Chuck here. Chuck, go ahead. I I am absolutely astonished that no one has taken Ellen Bernstein to to task. This lady has been way, way too long in that seat. And I don't understand it. I do not understand how she continues to be the queen for the APS union. I don't understand it. Who are the people who are closest to, to her that, that, that you know? Do you, I'm assuming you know something about her. I don't. I, I just, you know, I mean, I, I I know teachers, you know, and, and anytime I've ever asked them, you know, that's like the Holy Grail. Oh, you, know, you don't say anything against her. Eddie, she's been around for 20 or 25 years in that position. Yeah. She started that, she started in that position in her 30s, and she's got to be pushing 65. Yeah. It's just, I, I do, I just really do, do not. It's mystifying to me because she is she's always been worthless except for the union. Maybe it's time to so, maybe it's time to talk about teachers unions and uh, have the Dow three thousand uh, take a look at uh, uh, Ellen and her efficacy. Because really, we're just trying to learn about you know what has she been actually doing. Well, we certainly aren't interested in removing people from their offices on the face of them doing anything. What we are. Um, what we aren't interested in is uh, having a reduction in the quality of our children's education, which I believe is her main purpose there as they ask for more money, both for the teachers, facilities. We've given them everything, and now that we've given them facilities and you know books and uh, curriculum and teachers that are raised, now we get nothing after putting all that in. 
And, and it doesn't matter because whatever we've given them, it's never enough. And yeah. the, the, there's something very, very uh, not right about the fact that she is held, uh, has, has been ascended to that position as long as she has. It's, it's not unlike the bizarro world of, of, uh, Diego Arangon. I mean, how does this guy go from being a fireman's union guy to an advisor now and getting a raise after uh, costing the state $3 million for bogus PPP? How does that happen, man? That is... It ain't, it ain't right, Eddie. I know it's not right. That is the way of New Mexico. Hey, thanks for the phone call, Chuck. Uh, I will just say this. Uh, there are five states, ladies and gentlemen, where teacher unions are illegal. Okay? Not just tolerated, not tolerated, favored, not favored. It's illegal. Uh, Texas, Georgia, South Carolina, Virginia, and North Carolina uh, teacher unions are illegal. you got to do that here. How do we make that happen? Vote. Uh, I was talking to the kids today, and I told them the most important position. Uh, well, I'm actually not going to put that out there because I don't want those positions taken. Uh, Eddie, the unions are a money laundering scheme for Democrats. Yes, they are. They rake in yes. their political dollars. Yep. All the donations to uh, the uh, state legislators uh, that are out there. Our state will do nothing to jeopardize that. There are teachers who fear these people beyond their carriers. Why? What are they going to do? I mean, like, these are bad people. If you're in fear of your political leader, you know that person's a bad person. Uh, name, name a politician you're scared of, and I will tell you that that's the, that politician is a bad person. They're at your service. They're supposed to be doing things for you. They're supposed to be making your life better. What's the purpose of government? To make your life easier. Not to doing handouts and giveaways and, you know, more regulations and making it next to possible and following our eating. Look, no, it's supposed to make your life better. The government has uh, definitely in New Mexico made our life worse. And if I put, in a, if I, if you put a situation that requires you to risk your life to save a child, would you risk it? Of course. I know I would, and in my opinion, those who won't are cowards and don't deserve the honor of teaching our children. I agree with that. That's good. I think that's uh, a great text. This is from the 505. Hi, Eddie. I'm a high school teacher at APS who's not in the union. The pitiful school board has chosen to continue to hurt our children by refusing to open schools. The APS reentry plan states that families can choose to send their student back. So what's the issue? Send those who want to come back. If teachers are considered essential, like healthcare workers and grocery store clerks, we should get back to teaching in our classrooms. Virtual learning is not effective. If you're not willing to work, resign. That's it. But why not just fire them? If they're not willing to work, why can't we fire them? And that goes right back to that state uh, protection of these positions. Right, Dad? Yep. Uh, it, I, I guess I misspoke there. there. It's not illegal to form a union in those states. It's just the mandatory collective bargaining whereby a union can just seize control of a workplace. That is illegal under those state laws. And, and that mandatory seizure of, of, of the uh, negotiation between employees and employer and the forced payment of dues, that's what empowers the union. They sit on those piles of cash. They can dictate. They can actually get school board members, and they often do all over the country, get the school board members elected. So you're actually negotiating <laughs> as a union. You're negotiating for your benefits and compensation with people who you put in office who are presumably on the other side of the bargaining table. They control both sides of the bargaining table, and then they always win. Uh, the state legislature can, abol can, can abolish collective bargaining in, in state and local government. They could do it right now if they wanted to. Air conditioner in the left lane near Rio Grande and I-40. Wow, that's dangerous. Um, okay. 
here in uh, checks in Alonzo Baldonado, Arsenio Romero, and all I want to all went to Berlin High School. Class of ninety two. Arsenio gets a doctorate, turns blue, and are you? I don't know what that is. Teacher submitting DNA to government agency. I don't know what that is. Uh, Eddie, I, I cannot tell you how I know, but state predicts homelessness is going to go up forty percent. I know mm. it's going to go up more mm. than that. Mm. Absolutely. Uh, Eddie Topgolf should should have free student days. Submit your homework completed. Get a free hour of hitting balls with MLG's face on them. Oh, wow. That's not the worst idea in the world. No, that we don't know. advocate violence. Um, this is a really sad situation our state finds us in. So we'll open it up for even more phone calls. I can't take the guys that are on hold, but you're welcome to call in. I've got through all the text messages that are out there. I want to uh, take this moment uh, before we hit the 6 o'clock hour. I am running for CD1. I am the only federally elect, uh, election commission registered Republican who's running for the office, folks. I'm the only one who is registered with the FEC. I'm the only one who can raise money. You cannot donate to a candidate who is not registered with the FEC. And in fact, that person is not a candidate unless they are registered with the FEC. It's time for the Republican Party of the state of New Mexico to start vetting its own candidates. And by that, I mean making sure they cross the T's and dot the I's before they can even state that they are running for anything. That is definitely what happens in the Democrat Party. You have eight people who have registered with the FEC and you have one independent. It's time that we start doing a professional job uh, as we're pushing forth. I hope that you'll join me in my push to change New Mexico. Together we can, of course, turn the state red. And I think that it definitely will happen here uh, during this election time. The uh, most recent uh, write-up for Joe Monahan, uh, who I know uh, quite well, I will tell you this. That timeline that he put out today, this is all going to get pushed out. I told you that this was going to get pushed out. We've got a tremendous jump uh, on everything uh, with a number of people who have already donated uh, to my campaign. And if you like what you hear, and uh, you know you've been hearing it for years here on this station, I'd like to thank David uh, for his donation, Robert for his donation, Tamara, uh, Naomi, uh, also Bridget, uh, Melvin, Russell, Jeannie, uh, Jeremy, uh, also wants to uh, want, like to thank Clifford, uh, I've got, uh, I haven't even got through the ones, and that's just uh, as of yesterday when we first started fundraising. All you have to do is go to my name, Eddie Aragon, E-D-D-Y-A-R-A-G-O-N. I can go ahead and talk about this as much as I want because I'm registered with the FEC, and I can go ahead and put it on this on these airwaves. And uh, it's really interesting for those of you who ever have a thought about equal time. And it's nice because our uh, election lawyers who are in Washington, D.C., and registered with the RNC. Uh, I can talk on my station as much as I want about the election uh, during this time and pretty much all the way through the election. And that's a huge advantage, I think, uh, for who we're reaching and what we're doing and motiv modifying our base or motivating our base. I should also state to you uh, explicitly that this uh, election will not take place until well uh, after uh, May 15th and probably more likely from June 1st to about June 30th. And a lot of this is being controlled by the governor. Uh, one of the reasons that they're pushing this back, and I will take full credit for this, is the uh, very fact that Michelle Lujan Grisham realizes that there is going to be a race. You have eight people fighting against each other, and you have only one Republican candidate, and that is me, uh, registered with the Federal Election Commission, despite the other information that you hear out there. Aubrey Dunn uh, has stated uh, somehow that he has achieved 5,400 and uh, some odd signatures, and that might be true, and I know that Dowd knows him uh, uh, 
some, somewhat, and there's still yet to be a libertarian candidate uh, that will come out of all of this. So I uh, just want to let all of you know that this is a time to go ahead and change uh, this state, and I think that we can definitely do it uh, by getting this election and heading into 2022. Uh, this will take, take a significant amount of money in order to win this race uh, as well. Uh, we do have the advantage of the fact that I'm here, I'm a known entity, I'm a public figure, I talk about conservative values, and whether you are in the party or outside the party, uh, or an independent, or even a walkaway Democrat, or even a Democrat, and you listen to this station, there's a lot of you Democrats that do, because I run into you at gas stations, yes, at restaurants, and at various places, and people who pick up the phone and dial me direct. If you want to get involved with the campaign, you can volunteer directly at eddyaragon.com. That's E-D-D-Y-A-R-A-G-O-N. Uh, Randy McGinn uh, had a uh, really sort of large snafu when you looked at the way that she... I was trying to time everything. She had, um, if I'm not mistaken, uh, Nancy Pelosi, who was scheduled to become a part of what she was doing, she had everything geared up, and I think that she thought in her timing what she was going to do is she was going to launch uh, with the confirmation of Deborah Holland, which I believe she thought was going to be this week, and then that failed, and, of course, the uh, nor'easter that came in. I don't know if it was an official nor'easter, but uh, nor'easter came in, and the weather uh, dampened everything. Nancy Pelosi did not give uh, her endorsement, but uh, please take a look at uh, what I'll be up against in uh, Randy McGinn. I think that is a, a very interesting choice out there. Uh, I'd be surprised. Uh, you might remember one failed candidate uh, who had the same exact marketing as her, and that was Valerie Plame. In yes. fact, her commercial is almost cut exactly from the same cloth. And for all the uh, pomp and circumstance and the beating their chest, and I'm, you know, the cat's meow that Valerie Plame had, uh, she plamed out uh, rel rather quickly. And uh, you now have the uh, thir third congressional district representation uh, from what's her name? Uh, Fernandez or I'm, her name's escaping me right now. But any anyhow, and oh, Lucia Fernandez. Yeah, uh, Lucia. Yeah, Lucia Fernandez. Um, I think of Fernando Leger, you know, the, the famous French uh, uh, cubist. Uh, you know, that's what I think of when I think. And, oh, and, and the Tour de France poster. Do you remember that? I know you're. Uh, are you into art? No, or do I just have I'm, music? I'm ignorant. Yeah, you're just music. <laughs> <laughs> no, I didn't know. Doubt. I wasn't trying to make. Anything. I wish I had class, but I don't know anything about Fernando Leger. So uh, good stuff uh, right there. So take a look at that. Uh, I happen to think that uh, Melanie Stansberry is going to be timing this thing uh, uh, very right, and she has got big Obama money behind her yep. and big Senate money behind her. And, connections. And all you have to do is look at uh, Dowd's uh, write-up at rockoftalk.chat. And uh, who is Melanie Stansbury? Take a look. Uh, but to me, she'll always be lonely girl. Hey! <laughs> so lonely. It'll be fun. Uh, but nonetheless, hey, at the end of the day, what we want is we want what is best for New Mexico. And win or lose, uh, and I hope to win, and I'm going to do everything I possibly can do uh, in, in my power to, to do so. Win or lose, I'll still be on the mic uh, here at uh, AM 1600, rockoftalk.tv. Rock Off Talk TV, Roku TV, Amazon Fire. You know what's great? There's no equal time when it comes to Amazon Fire and Roku TV. Did you know that? No equal time. No equal time. You don't have to offer up any of that kind of stuff. But no fairness doctrine. I'll certainly do. The fairness doctrine uh, certainly uh, bodes well for, for radio. We can have them. The thing is, is they just don't get the equal time with the equal time that I'm on. So we'll just uh, put those guys on at, I don't know, 2 in the morning? What do you think? It's a good time to go ahead Prime and get, time. get your message out. <laughs> I'm up then. <laughs> Back at the top of the hour, Fox News.
Check your lawyers, folks. Right here in the Kiva. AM 1600 KIVA ABQ.FM. RockofTalk.com. You're listening to Fox News ABQ.FM. K229CL 93.7 FM. And AM 1600 KIVA Albuquerque. her assignments. I'm Lisa Lacera, Fox News. The House taking action against controversial Georgia Republican Marjorie Taylor Greene. A House vote has removed Georgia Republican Marjorie Taylor Greene from the House Education and Budget Committees because of past social media posts about conspiracy theories and political violence. Florida Democrat Ted Deutsch. Conspiracy theories and hate are malignant. They do not fade away. We must stand up to them and say enough. Green spoke before the vote, telling colleagues she regrets her previous interest in the QAnon conspiracy movement. These were words of the past, and these things do not represent me. They do not represent my district. Republicans did not defend Green's previous statements, but accused Democrats of an unprecedented power grab to punish a member of the opposing party. On Capitol Hill, Jared Halpern, Fox News. There could soon be a new weapon in the fight against COVID-19. Drug company Johnson & Johnson has asked for emergency use authorization from the FDA for its one-dose vaccine. Investigators from the World Health Organization looking for clues into the origin of the virus in Wuhan, China, claim the Chinese government has provided a high level of cooperation, but caution against immediate results from the visit. President Biden making his first foreign policy speech since taking office, sending a strong message to Russia at the State Department. The president said the time of the U.S. rolling over to Russian aggression is over. And on imprisoned Kremlin critic Alexei Navalny. Mr. Navalny, like all Russian citizens, is entitled to his rights under the Russian Constitution. He's been targeted, targeted for exposing corruption. He should be released immediately and without condition. And on the crisis in Burma, which the State Department has labeled a coup, the president called for the immediate release of leader Aung San Suu Kyi and other members of parliament. America is listening to Fox News. Hello, Mrs. Coons. It's the back left tire of your RV calling. Wanted to give you a heads up that I'm going to blow out on the highway later today. Wait, what? It says here I'm going to burst in the middle of rush hour. Well, can we reschedule? Sorry, our policy states that once we're scheduled to burst, we have to. We really pride ourselves on our commitment to blowouts. RV owners can't schedule when things go wrong on the road. That's why there's Progressive, a leader in RV insurance. Do you want a text confirmation when I burst? Uh, think I'll notice. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. What do you get when you talk to a Dell Technologies advisor? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You get someone who understands there's an art to listening. Mm-hmm. Sure. Who's able to hear more than what's being said and can provide tailored mm-hmm. small business solutions that make you feel okay. truly heard. I understand. Let's get started. For advice on everything from laptops to the cloud and solutions powered by Intel vPro platform, call an advisor today at 877-ASK-DELL. Marty Walsh, President Biden's pick for Labor Secretary before a Senate panel today. As he begins the confirmation process, he told lawmakers there needs to be fair access for employment. Everyone, including veterans, LGBTQ Americans, immigrants, and people with disabilities, must have full access to economic opportunities and fair treatment in the workplace. Walsh also told the panel he supports an increase in the federal minimum wage. Some baby food may contain toxic chemicals, according to a new report from a congressional panel. The report, done by House Oversight and Reform Subcommittee, found, quote, dangerous levels of toxic heavy metals in some baby foods that could cause neurological damage. 
Those metals include arsenic, lead, and cadmium, and were found to be at much higher levels than those allowed in products like bottled water. Investigators asked seven baby food companies for internal documents and test results. Four of them complied. Beechnut, Gerber, Nurture, which sells Happy Family Organics, and Hain, which sells Earth's Best Organics. Those that didn't cooperate with the investigation were Walmart, maker of Parents' Choice and Parents' Choice Organic Foods, Sprout Organic Foods, and Campbell's Soup Company, which makes Plum Organic Foods. Tanya J. Powers, Fox News. Global business consulting company McKinsey & Company has agreed to pay nearly $600 million for its role in consulting businesses on how to sell more prescription opioid painkillers. Most of the money is in a $573 million settlement reached with 47 states, the District of Columbia, and five U.S. territories, but the company said it had deals with a total of 49 states. McKinsey's role in the opioid crisis came to light in legal documents that were made public as part of OxyContin maker Purdue Pharma's efforts to settle claims against it through bankruptcy court. They show the company long worked with Purdue to boost sales even as the extent of the opioid epidemic became clear. I'm Lisa Lacerra and this is Fox News. Let's get the third hour started and put things together, starting with the weather. It looks like a fairly decent weekend. Like we said earlier, when we get to Super Bowl Sunday, we'll be in the mid-60s once again. Right now, though, in Los Alamos, it's 40 degrees and clear. It's 49 in Tanawan and 51 at the Rock of Talk. All right, uh, thank you for the text, by the way, on uh, I-40 westbound to Rio Grande. That was a an air conditioner that was in the roadway. They've cleared that, but, boy, traffic's still trying to recover. If you're on Paseo del Norte, again, it's the westbound trip that is before I-25 that's really stubborn. Basically, right before Louisiana, start pumping the brakes all the way to I-25. And if you're on Coors Boulevard southbound, La Oria over to Montano Plaza, that's going to be slow for you. All right, who has the biggest humidor in the southwest? Well, if you like cigars, you know it's Monte Cigar Shop. San Mateo, just north of Comanche. With that biggest humidor, that means temperature controlled. And that creates the largest selection of blends and prices. Monte Cigar Shop on San Mateo, just north of Comanche. All right, we're up to date now. Let's dive back into the Rock of Talk. Albuquerque's macro aggression. Eddie Aragon, the Rock of Talk. 606 in the 505 with four more. 411 here for your third hour. I am Eddie Aragon, the Rock of Talk on AM 1600 KIVA, directly on your radio, on your Roku TV and Fire TV at the Rock of Talk. Uh, you can also find us uh, podcasting as well. SoundCloud, Stitcher, Apple, iTunes, and Spotify. And you can download the app uh, for both Apple and Android. Hour 3, D-Dowd Muska. How are you, sir? I'm just, uh, I'm at a breaking point, Mr. Aragon. You uh -oh. asked me to uh -oh. do, do some research on uh, Mr., uh, actually turns out to be Dr. Piercy. Uh, he's on the board of uh, APS. One yep. of the, uh, what, seven? How many do they have? One, two, nine, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Wow. Uh, on on APS's board. And I, I often play a game in my studies of this wonderful state. And I love so many things about the state, and I am frustrated with so many other things. It's a game I call, do you have any private sector experience? No. When I, whenever I encounter a politician, an appointed, you know, a bureaucrat, someone appointed to a position, I play a game called, do you have any private sector experience? This, this being New Mexico, do you have any private sector experience? Uh, he retired as a special appointment distinguished senior scientist with 
Sandia National Laboratories in 2014. So there, there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. Does, does anyone here, has anyone ever here ever worked in, you know, where you have to actually meet the customer's needs? You know, you have to meet quotas and deadlines. And, serve people. And, and, yeah, serve people and, and, and meet the customer's needs or meet a donor's needs. If you work in the charitable sector, it's kind of like having customers. Private sector work, anyone, anyone, anyone in government here have any private sector experience? Even in my, my home state of Connecticut, there's a few people here and there who were in finance, you know, Wall Street, that kind of thing, and then they go into government. Um, I'm still looking for my one official in New Mexico who has private sector experience. Still so looking. David Piercy <sighs> is an interesting study, and we'll get to a phone call very quickly. Caller, you're, you're in the Kiva. Go ahead. Hey, Eddie. Hey, um, I got two things I want to talk about. First of all, you're talking about the schools. I was informed they're going to have a, over a 50% failure rate this year from all the homeschooling and stuff. And I was informed they're just going to pass the kids on. They're just going to move them all on to the next grade. Like, like 2020 and 2021 never happens. So that's pretty sad. The other thing is, it's an entirely different topic. You know, I went to that, that rally with Trump on the 6th. Uh, of January, and I do have a security clearance, and now I've got my security officer at work telling me that there's a representative out of Florida that's basically, she's got a, an act that she's proposed, I don't know if it's a bill or what, that anybody that has a security clearance is going to lose their clearance if they attended that rally. Of course, she used the term insurrection. Um which I didn't attend. I attended a peaceful rally. But um, the, the, head, the amount of headhunting that's going on in this country, if you're a Trump supporter, is uh, it, it's, it's sickening to me. I, I've never been a violent person in my entire life. I'm trying to stand up for what's right in this country. Right. Yep. And we're just getting railroaded out of D.C. And it doesn't... I don't hear... I'm not going to say it's not going on, but I don't hear any Republicans standing up and being vocal and saying, wait a second, you're taking this too too far. This is ridiculous. You need to stop this. Um, well, you hear, you, hear like, me, you hear me every day. I mean, well, this is oh, what yeah, I do. I mean, yeah, That's you said Republicans. I, I am a Republican. Day. Well, yeah, I, I know, but I'm, you know, <laughs> and I do listen to you every day. It just, it just seems like uh, our side just keeps... You know, we keep saying, let's do this the right way. Let's do this the right way. The right way. going to get better. We yeah. just keep getting railroaded, you know. Well, I think there's no political so, courage. There's no risk-taking. I mean, the risk that you took to go to Washington, D.C., you didn't think it was a risk. But, I mean, uh, in, in hindsight is now... Well, let me, well let, me, let me just finish, if you don't mind. Uh, the risk that you did take, uh, both in time and sacrifice and everything, I mean, there was a risk ostensibly. Um, and now you're getting uh, the consequence. And the feds are now showing up at various people's homes. Um, yep. And they're going to people and they're checking people and they're looking for I don't know what. It was a, it was a fileable offense. So when I got back to work, and my security officer, she's very conservative and she's a Republican and she's a big Trump supporter. But she, after what went on, she says, you have to file this. I'm like, what? But what, what, I don't understand. What do you have to file? I'm, I'm confused. Well, because I have a security clearance, I had to file a report saying that I was there when all that went down. And did, but did I so if you were in Washington, D.C. on unrelated business, would you also have to file? I mean... No. No, 
I wouldn't. And it really was unrelated. I went for a peaceful rally. I didn't take part. Okay, in I, I understand I, all that, but I don't even know. Yeah. I'm trying to figure out for you, why would you have to file in the first place? I believe that your who's your employer? Is it is this someone who just needs it? Is it a private company that would need a security? Don't, don't say, don't say, don't say. Yeah, I'm not going to say. Oh, I ain't going to say. Okay, so me, but, so what? It, I think it was a cover my butt kind of thing. So you're not covering your butt. You're not covering your butt. You're outing yourself. Don't be compliant yeah, with know. this. I mean, the the road to hell for yourself is now paved with good intentions because you're doing CYA unnecessarily to yeah. tattletale on yourself. And uh, there's yeah, nothing. Yeah, and that's part of what I said before. We just keep getting railroaded for doing the right thing. And well, you're railroading. You're wait, wait, wait. Just tell me here, and I'm trying to be constructive in saying so, but you're railroading yourself by uh, participating in this and not knowing what the law is before you do anything with your employer, which includes signing an, uh, an employment uh, contract, I would uh, let an attorney see what it is that you're signing, much less comply with anything and say that you want to see your employment contract. And uh, I think you have reason to, uh, to threaten them with harassment charges because you did it on your own time, you probably put it, and what you do on your own private life, however that is, that doesn't matter. So if this is just about a security clearance, that's above her clearance, and you don't need to comply with your employer, that is something to do with having to do with the, the, the national defense. They need to go ahead and contact you. The onus is on them. So if the feds reach out and contact you, you can talk to them directly, and you can say, I'm not going to answer any questions without an attorney present, period. Yeah, yep, I should have done that. Well, you know, I, I'm a good-hearted person. I always want to be helpful and do the right thing. And you're right, though. I, I shouldn't have. I should have. Yeah, I should have been more questioning. Well, I don't think uh, I, I don't well. think it's unsalvageable. I think you should go ahead and do it now. I mean, go back and backtrack. Yeah. Get your attorney yeah. and. Uh, and just say, you know, you can probably find somebody to, to go ahead and do the work for you somewhere online, I'm sure. Yeah, I think I'll look into that. Okay, well, that's good advice. I'm going to take it up. Yeah, and you don't have to be combative. You can be cooperative without being compliant. Um, and I do it all the time. So, you know, I mean, I walk around with my mask. Most places I go, you know, I don't wear my masks. Uh, I think people who wear their masks in their car, I, I laugh as many other people do, I'm sure, uh, yeah, who are doing they that. Otherwise, but if I go, otherwise, if I was there because I was wearing a mask and a hat, it was a cold day, they, they wouldn't even be able to identify me anymore. Well, I mean, again, we all like to be identified. We should all carry our license, our, our insurance, uh, our vehicle registration. You know, these are just like standard order. But, you know, I walk around with my mask all the time. Um, but the moment someone, I even feel as if they need to tell me to wear my mask or I think that they're thinking it or whatever, I just put it on because yeah. I don't want to hear somebody talk at me. That's all. Yeah, it's not worth the fight. Yeah, but it's not worth the fight. There you go. Pick your battles. And the best thing is to pick no battles all the time. So be prepared when you walk in. Go get that deal done. Let me know how it's going, okay? All right, very good. Uh, just say quickly, the yes, caller, sir. as the callers and the texters usually are, they usually have good information. Yeah. Uh, this bill he he suggested the is a th is an actual thing. Uh, it has been proposed by U.S. Representative Stephanie Murphy, who is an interesting character. She is from Florida. She represents North Central Florida. She was born in Vietnam. Came to her peop her this country with the boat people in the late seventies. Uh, she is a uh, claims to be sort of a blue dog Democrat, but her bill. 
<clears throat> Unbelievable. This is insane. Uh, she's introduced legislation to bar QAnon conspiracy theory adherents, as well as people who attended the event on uh, January 6th uh, from, ha- from having a security uh, a clearance. This is her press release. Uh, any individual who participated in the assault on the Capitol or who is a member of the conspiracy movement QAnon should be required to disclose this fact when applying to obtain or maintain a federal security clearance. How do you prove or disprove whether you agree with the conspiracy movement QAnon? Do they do a brain scan or something? Uh, I just at the top of the hour social, I mean, the top of the hour news and uh, the social media post of uh, the woman who's just been removed from every single committee, and that was Green. Okay. So effectively all she is now is a vote. She doesn't have work. Yep. As a congressional um, liaison, uh, she has the main communique, and she might as well just sit in the House the entire time because she's not going to get any information. And what they did with her is they just scoured her social media profiles. And, and, and again, a woman fleeing a communist dictatorship is now trying to engage in sort of 21st century McCarthyism in the country that accepted her and her parents. So you know the, the irony that you, of that is <clears throat> what? Uh, do you know the date that you deleted your Facebook profile? <sighs> yes, I do. Okay, well that's good. That's yeah. rare. Uh, you're no, 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 I'm still, I'm still. I have, I did what you said. I downloaded all the data, delete it, but I've kept it. I've kept, I've kept the account open. I haven't closed the account. Oh, I closed my account. Okay, so I you think that's the next? Yeah, I should yeah, go all I just the way. Said it once you've downloaded okay. and back it, backed up, yep. um, because here's what's going to end up happening: is Facebook is going to find people who are running for office, and they're going to basically release that Facebook profile because they they're going to say it's the providence of the U.S. government. Uh, these are security background risks, etc. So, you know, to go back and uh, clean your reputation and clean all that kind of stuff, uh, well, you don't have to. It doesn't matter what you do. It's already there. Mm-hmm. Facebook has it. They hate you. Twitter uh, has it. They hate you. They own you. So, and I think 99% of people out there at some point who are running for office have been on social media. Sure. So there you go. Uh, for uh, the record, I am not defending, I'm not a member of the QAnon movement. I think you're all stark raving mad. I'm simply talking about launching into these cancel culture McCarthy. I, I lost a job two years ago uh, because of the uh, horrible woman who runs the uh, Bernalillo County Republican Party and a, a piece of crap called Paul Guessing. Um, what you're, is this the America we want? Is this the America we want? Apparently. You're, I, you know, you, you, you posted something, you read something, you made some comment. Destroy you, destroy you. Is this the America? We, I guess we live in this America now, right? I, I, I guess that's there where we are. Uh, back yeah. to Piercy, uh, and uh, you are more than welcome. Notice that I don't squash anything that uh, Dowd says. Dowd oftentimes would come into the radio station. He's like, oh, can I say this? I'm like, uh, do you have a mic in front of your mouth? <laughs> Like, uh, I don't really care. I mean, free speech uh, here, and, you know, it makes for great conversation. But more importantly, I think that feedback and being able to express yourself is the most important thing, and you can't have the uh, First Amendment without the second. So uh, back to Piercy. Here are the um, seats that are up for grabs. Uh, Dr. Piercy should know a little bit about uh, sending these kids back to school because he spent half of his life in school in mathematics at Colorado, New Mexico State, and getting a doctorate at New Mexico State University. But in addition to that, he's been a youth soccer coach. And you can see all these collective uh, groups that he has been a part of. Youth Symphony, that's a big deal. Uh, I, I can tell you, Youth Symphony is a huge deal. The kids who are involved in that do very well. Basketball referee and coach, you know, he's been involved as a uh, Colorado, University of Colorado, the Bull, uh, what are they, the uh, Buffalo uh, football, two years, track three years. Honorable mention, all Big 8 academic. Like, these are things that he's competed in. He understands the social needs 
of these children in, in addition to the educational need. So why is he, as president of this, uh, choosing to table this and deny it? Now, from all accounts, I also understand that he is uh, a likable guy, an affable guy. But does that make him a good guy? Well, uh, by all accounts of what we're seeing here in uh, getting the kids back to school, the answer clearly is no. Now, if he was good, he'd be putting the students first. He'd be making public statements about how we need to get back to school, and he would be pushing back against the unions on behalf as the president of the Albuquerque Public Schools Board. But he's not. So you guys asked, and I'll provide. He is up for re-election this year, ladies and gentlemen. He will be up for re-election uh, in District 7 uh, come this November. What is it? November 3rd, November 4th, 2nd? I don't know what the, the election is, but that's when he is going to be up for election. Also up for election is Elizabeth uh, Armijo. Uh, she's part of Capital Outlay Property and Technology. Also up for re-election this year on the Albuquerque Public School Board, Candelaria Patterson. That's quite the name. I'm not sure if the, he or she went with uh, two names uh, on there, double last name. You always say not to trust uh, anybody with a double first name, right? Uh, I think we got that with Candelaria Patterson is what it sounds like there. And then uh, finally, Lorenzo Garcia, who's vice president in audit. So those four positions are up for re-election this year, by all means, take a look at those positions. Participate. If we're going to change anything, like you've been hearing from uh, Glenn Beck and how you've been hearing from, you know, me or uh, Sean Hannity even, it's got to be at the most local level in order for us to be successful. And God is showing us the way, ladies and gentlemen. He's providing this opportunity right there for you. How mad are you going to get... They're standing in their own way. He can't help them make their decisions. And most of these people are not guided by the hand of God. Because I'll tell you, what I spent my time today, uh, how many how many kids do you think I spent my time with today? I think you said they were over 70? Maybe more. Maybe more. Yeah. Mock government, absolutely amazing. So sad you can't even tell the details because I of the climate we live in. You know? I mean, but that's, I don't blame you one I bit. Wouldn't, I wouldn't risk that. But I spent, I, I spent an inordinate amount of time. And, you know, they were having their mock government. And guess what? What's the first bill they introduced and defeated? Gun control. No. <laughs> first thing that they got rid of, and this made me feel incredibly hopeful for the future. Oh, you said the minimum no wage. No minimum wage. They wanted to abolish all minimum wage. And it was amazing to see young adults, ages uh, 13 through 18, think so incredibly clear that you can't even stop it. And these are kids who are homeschooled. And I'm thinking to myself, wow. When these kids get together and their manners and how well they were dressed, suit, tie, vest, slacks, dress shoes, belts, it was beautiful. This is going to be the future of this country, and I'm happy to go ahead and hand over the keys. And I'm, In fact, I'm like, you know what, I need to get these kids on, on board with uh, what I'm doing here. In fact, when I replace this board here uh, shortly... From this radio station, I'm going to make that. Uh, uh, I'm going to give that uh, directly over to them and help those kids start what they need, so they can start getting their voices out. We need to hear from the young people because I'll tell you what we haven't heard from during this entire time of this pandemic. As we embark upon what we're ten days away from being eleven months, eleven months in the middle of this. So ten months <laughs> and twenty one days is what we've been uh, on on this uh, pandemic for with. For what? Yeah, for what for exactly? What? Uh, so once we get to all the months, I want to get this thing up in front of them no later than May, the beginning of May, so that these guys can start uh, recording and getting their names uh, out there. And I'm going to teach them how to do just about everything. And these are very, very capable kids. In fact, I'm like, I'm ready to pull my kids out of parochial school and 
and and put them in in this thing. The way that the kids were so incredibly respectful of each other and how they were handling things and the mock government and and I asked them after I gave my speech, which I don't even know how long I. I spoke, but I was showing them uh, when I was in the Rose Garden, when I was their age, what I was doing. It's like it just came. I didn't know what I was going to be doing. Right. And right. I showed them like, the most important. I I called it the 436th representative, which is media, and the 101st senator, which is media. And I said it's the most important senator is the tie-breaking vote. It's the ones that that swings the opinion. And oh man, these guys were just I, I, I tell you, staring at me. So I asked them, anybody have any questions? Doubt. I'm not even kidding. Every Two thirds of the thing. No, every <laughs> like single one. The last scene one. of the astronaut. All the hands. I wish up. I could replay that, <laughs> uh, but of course, you know, we're not going to do that because we don't need to film or anything like that. Outings. But it was really amazing. So I, I, I literally, uh, um, and no masks, no need. You know, we're there and we're totally fine. So. There you go. You're you you gonna, did more teaching today than a certified teacher in the Albuquerque public school gonna, system. And I'm going to help. I'm going to be giving of my time, uh, what little time I That's do great. have at a point that I do have, to help uh, help those uh, young kids. And That's they great. absolutely loved it. And I'll be getting some uh, gifts to all of them as well. Uh, one of the best friends. experiences I ever had in my life, a couple of years ago, I went down to New Mexico State uh, for School Choice Week, and I did a talk with the Libertarian group down there, no more than 12 or 13 kids I gave my little PowerPoint talking about the history of government schooling and how un-American government schooling is. Um, and then I just, I, I said, listen, we're just going to have a discussion. And we all talked about the, the, these were college kids. And a lot of them had been to charter schools. Some of them had experience with homeschooling. We just talked about non-traditional schooling. And it was one of the best experiences I had. Those, when those young minds, they haven't been ruined by life yet, Eddie, like, like we adults. You know? <laughs> they right. still have that curiosity, that optimism, and, and it still lives on. And for conservatives and libertarians to not engage this last hundred years that the progressive century that we've had in this country we have dropped the ball big time what you did today times a million uh, and we can fix things in this country I remember these uh, talks that were given to us in school career days you know I remember uh, the man who came down um, Francisco the Sikh uh, when he came down and the impression that he made upon me wow. uh, the uh, young uh, priest who was in, uh, interested in and getting more vocations for the priesthood. I actually thought about doing that for a small time, believe it or not. I was interested in that. Um, you, you know, it's just amazing the impact you can make on a kid's life, a child's life, a young adult's life. And, you know, I, I got to this point. I said, you know what, for those of you, let me, and I was just giving them, you know, advice and, and things to think of and, and, and stuff. And I said, make sure, this might sound like the most trite, you know, the easy advice to give to, but you don't know better. Your parents, no matter how much you think they don't know because you're educated and you open a book and you think you know things, they've been through life. And it's just real simple. Your brain is still forming to the age of 23. Yep, yep. And uh, these are, let me tell you something, these are not the kind of kids that you have to tell to uh, stay away from drugs, alcohol, or, or anything yep. else for that matter. Yep. It was unbelievable. I was so impressed. I mean, my I didn't want to leave. <laughs> my heart was Absolutely full. We had a good meeting last night, uh, Rudy. And yes, we did. Fun, and I want to uh, reinforce that uh, most of you should be inspired and passionate about the future moving forward. Uh, I am, and I think there's some good things coming, and I can say that with a straight face because I know that there are. And, uh, you know, the fight is not yet over, uh, despite us. Oh, you know, they asked me about uh, election interference and stealing the election. And, they, and one of the students asked me, he said, do you think that the election was stolen? And I said, shut the doors. 
make sure you shut the doors or all your video cameras off, your phones off or whatever. <laughs> and, I, and I said, absolutely, unequivocally they are. And you just said, yay, they're starting to cheer. And I said, well, you know what? You, you can't win this. And I was talking to uh, Rudy and his group last night. Uh, as I was talking about some of my first congressional district stuff, it's like, you know, this is a three-tier stool. Because the economy was already roaring. We were doing a great job. Uh, prior to March of 2013, could have been better. I think tomorrow we are going to be playing the uh, president's speech. Isn't it uh, tomorrow, one year uh, ago, uh, uh, tomorrow, was the president's State of the Union speech? Can you double-check yeah, on we'll that check. Uh, for me? We don't have to have talk about economic uh, uh, resolve, right? We did this to ourselves. We chose to do this. We infringed upon our, our own freedoms. We took away our own freedoms. Protecting your freedoms, like, that's job one. Uh, one year today, actually. One year today? So tomorrow. Uh, is it really one year today? Yeah, February 4th, 2020. So we will do it tomorrow. In fact, uh, President Trump was impeached one year ago yesterday, if I'm not mistaken. Once yep. he was exonerated, then the next day he gave the greatest State of the Union speech. And, and how about I play that for the final hour and a half, uh, since I have to go to what is an ill-timed uh, on a Friday night meeting for, I don't know how they're going to get that, Rudy, but like, what is it, like 300 people who are going to be on a Zoom call? 300 max, and it's, they want you to, they want all of us to get in a little bit early. It's a state central committee. So I've got to leave the show tomorrow by 5 to right. get all this stuff done so I can be on uh, on this on this call to, to do this. So, you know, this is a, a big deal, um, and I'm well prepared to Already got my speeches going, uh, Rudy, so I'm excited about that. There's some old other news. But as I was telling Rudy and his group last night, I mean, it's really easy. This this platform is to fight political corruption, uh, making sure about uh, election integrity and election reform. In fact, when I was in the Rose Garden, that's exactly the question that I talked about, voter which voter. is motor voter, which <laughs> is uh, absolutely huge. And, you know, protecting your freedoms. And that might seem like a light thing. But those are so incredible. And I, I think this woman asked, uh, like a, you know, I felt like uh, you ever been back to, ever watched Back to School? Oh yeah. Thornton Mellon is getting <laughs> right. that uh, that that <laughs> from the boyfriend. Yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> he asked that question. It's like, <laughs> and, and, and part D, part, uh, and he says, "What is for?" <laughs> and everybody. Celebrate. That's the way I felt with that question last night. I'm like, are you? Do you know the question that you're actually a asking me when you're asking me all these things? Like that's such an incredibly loaded question. And uh, we talked a lot last night about the Kiss Principle and how incredibly important that is. And uh, I have to reach out to Dan Butterfield, Occam's Razor. How incredibly oh, important the uh, simplest. So hopefully he's doing well. I mean, I've been so busy and everything and. I've uh, betrayed my good uh, good friend uh, duties and not reaching out to him. So I think last night was a was a good night. A lot of people came away from that very inspired. And uh, you know, on the face of it, you may not like me, uh, but I can tell you, you will feel more confidence in me than you will in anybody else who is running uh, for <coughs> U.S. Con uh, Congress, especially on the other side of the table. Five fifty fifty five hundred. Call you're in the Kiva. Go ahead. Hey Eddie, this is Peter. Can you hear me? I can hear you, Peter. Can you hear me? I can, sir. Hey, just want to follow up on the teacher's discussion earlier, especially people who are being subject subjected to um, mandatory vaccines. Besides ICanDecide.org, uh, which has been really, really successful at suing the CDC and pharmaceutical companies for disinformation, things like that, there is also RFK Jr.'s 
Children Health Defense Fund, which has been fighting, they've been fighting and winning a lot of cases for mandatory uh, vaccines. In can fact, you say that uh, slower? Is, I don't know if that doubt even got that. Uh, can you say that again? Yeah, RFK Jr. Um, he runs a he runs Children's Health Defense Fund, which is a vaccine awareness. Uh, and they take on multiple lawsuits for people who have been injured by vaccines and try to get disclosure of accurate vaccine information. Uh, they've also filed successful suits against various states for trying to implement mandatory uh, vaccines. So it's also a very good resource. There we go. We got that. Anything else on that, Peter? I know, I know you've been sending uh, me, you sent me a video, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, good, good uh a good video, and I did send that over to Dowd. Uh, we we don't have uh, the time all the time to get to it, and I know it's about 30, uh, 30 seconds or 30 minutes long, excuse me. Uh, could you uh, recap that very quickly? Uh, yeah, I can. I'll try to go to the bullet points. It's basically there's all this, um, there's a lot of mandates coming from Biden, specifically these executive orders that are really going to squeeze farmers hard um, in terms because they're going to do more and more testing which means they're going to be able to juke the staff and go oh we got to close we got to close your your meat packing industry down we got to close your farm down we got to close this grocery store down um as well as a fertilizer shortage uh nationwide that's going to affect the yield of crops as well as the last one was all these different trading partners we do we deal with import and export uh, they're kind of closing ranks because of all these food shortages. And well, we're, really we're creating our own food shortage is what you're suggesting, correct? Yeah, it, it goes into much, much more detail than that. And there is so much information that I can only really go into bullet points right now. There's so many talking points on it. Okay. But if I could right. uh, if I could get back to real quick with RK Jr., I actually did, I'm actually in contact with a woman in Santa Fe. Uh, they just started a chapter here for Children's Health Defense Fund. Uh, this woman herself has a vaccine injured child. Um, so if you want to, I can put you in touch with her. I'll, I'll get get with you on another time no, on that. No, I like. think the best thing to do, and I think this goes for everybody, whatever you can do to drill down, give us links, a, a phone number, and just try to synopsize. You know, I'm I'm bordering nearly 900 text messages that I have on red on my phone, and I'm trying to get through all of them, and I'm about to get inundated with how many more. I'm the most accessible, reachable person, but I'm becoming unreachable because I'm still sifting through all that. Peter, I appreciate all you do. Um, but whatever you can possibly get through uh, directly uh, to me and just try to uh, make it in a small, concise, you know, power pack thing, then we can definitely use it uh, for the show so you can get the information out. Doubt? Yeah, I, I actually great, grateful to the caller for sending that uh, video. I did watch it a couple days ago. Of course, I have a background in agriculture. Found some of it stark raving mads. Found some of it really, really compelling and interesting. I think the Biden administration, if you are in agriculture, and there's a surprisingly bigger agricultural sector in New Mexico than you might think, ladies and gentlemen, um, just the climate nonsense alone, driving up energy costs, and this other issue of they're going to want to pay farmers not to grow crops, um, which is something we did a lot more of in the 1930s. Um, just be, be on guard. Uh, be on guard. Lots, lots to worry about. Uh, final words from you there, uh, Rudy Grande? A couple of things. Um, last night was a group of people, uh, just for uh, context sake, uh, it's called Engage 31. It is a district in the Bernalillo County area. And these are people that were part of a ward, but you know what? No one understands what a ward is. 
people understand what engage is, and that's exactly what you got last night, Eddie. You had people that were engaged. They really enjoyed listening to what you have to say. And they asked, hard, they asked if I, just me sitting there, I saw that they were asking some questions that they felt were very important because they wanted to know how they were going to respond to people that were asking them if they, if, if they were supporting you. They wanted to know how they were going to uh, respond to other people and respond correctly. But the well, thing there, there, let's let, let there is no correctly uh, when it comes to political answers. There's the answers, and you know I deal with unscreened phone calls. I mean uh, the questions that even that we got from them. I mean uh, I think Dowd, you would agree we handle those type of questions that happen every single day. We have no idea what's about to come on, and we it could be absolutely anybody. <laughs> It'd be nice so, if we yeah. did. <laughs> but go well, ahead. Uh, but that's Rudy. interesting. But I guess all they're trying to do is make sure that they don't ever misrepresent. And I think that's one of the things that a lot of people need to recognize is that we need a discussion, and that's really what you got going last night was a great discussion. But the one last thing I want to walk away with tonight, I'm just taken by all of the people that are really concerned about the kids and them not going to school. It's a simple idea, but you know what? We have a lot of retired police officers, a lot of retired military. We have a lot of substitute teachers that are not part of the union. Why don't we just hire all of them to be class monitors, pay them 30 or $40 an hour, and take that out of the teacher's salary, and the teachers can stay home all day long and be on a TV in front of these classes, but these people are the ones that are actually making sure that the class stays intact. Oh, all right. I mean, that's another solution. So slightly out there, um, but I think uh, what the point that Rudy is making, if we're really sort of cut to the chase of it all is uh, we just need the kids in the classroom yes. with each other and you can allow the teachers especially you know you can stick up a $300 flat panel TV and put a $100 speaker in there and they, if they need to stay home just have them stay home I think it's a it's a brilliant idea uh, definitely outside the box it's definitely something that I would uh, propose and we got to throw something up against the wall to get the students back into school uh, so we've got the buildings so we're doing basic building block math here we got the buildings we got the teach. I mean, we got the buildings. We've got the students. We don't have the teachers. Put the teachers on the screen. Send the kids uh, uh, and the students back. And you guys are like, Rudy just saved the day. That's the way it sounds. <laughs> well, yeah. Here's where good. this comes from. I've got a I've got a grandnephew that turned five today. Sweetest kid that I've ever known. I love this little kid. He's five. One year from now, he's going to be put into this hell called APS. Well, I, I don't, just don't, I don't like know that. if that's going to happen, given uh, the things that we're saying. So, uh, I mean, you make that sound imminent and inevitable, and it's that's not going to happen. So, I think uh, he'll probably have uh, greener pastures and better choices. Uh, I can think of two places right now, Rudy, before he goes uh, down in that direction. Last words from you there, D-Dowd Muska. Uh, if we learn anything about what, we, what we've been talking about all afternoon, uh, the APS union goons, and yes, I said union goons, uh, I stand with my union. They're not standing for your kids, uh, whether it's Rudy's grandnephew or your child or great-grandchild, great great-grandchild. There are options out there. The homeschooling community would love to welcome you. There are private sector uh, religious, non-religious uh, efforts out there. Get your kids out of APS. Get your kids out of APS. Get your kids out of APS. Defund uh, uh, public education. Yep. Uh, remember, the Department of Education uh, wasn't created until 1979. Is that correct? Federal, yep. Yeah, so federally and for it to come in. And I think uh, it's not the providence of the government to uh, educate and, as I would call it, indoctrinate uh, your students. Uh, that's what happens at the university, these publicly funded uh, universities. Now, no wonder they want to go ahead and and pay them for their student death because their education at the end of the day 
uh, you got to uh, actually pay them more to unlearn what all the uh, brainwashing that they've learned while they've been in school. Hate to put it that way, folks, but uh, most of you probably who have uh, been through public education understand exactly what I mean. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in here this afternoon here in the Kiva on AM 1600 KIVA, ABQ.FM, rockoftalk.com. Don't forget, we are on Roku TV, Amazon Fire. You can podcast us directly at SoundCloud, Spotify, Stitcher. Download the apps for Apple and Android. We'll, of course, see you tomorrow. Very excited about uh, all the things that are beginning coming up tomorrow and the days to come.